This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Start this shit with, uh, with some bars, dog. I ain't really got shit to do with nothing, but I just want to inspire the fucking podcast listeners. Yep. Inspire the youth. You know what I'm saying? Make sure our listeners know. I know the shit you got to do to get at least right here. I had to be Earl Hype Man and fold his clothes for two years. Make sure you got in the Sprinter on time and not do no songs. Two years, yeah. $500 per DM per week. Mm. You know how much a one bedroom is in, in Long Beach? Nine fifty. After that, we opened up for, for Mac Miller. Sharing a room with the security guard, performing when the door is open, 15 minutes. Then Q led me on this tour. You know what I was doing? Gave me a decent slot going before I was ever shot after audio push. Mm. Music not translating. Didn't know how to make it. Never met anybody who would tell me anything. He told me, your songs are too slow. First person to ever try to help me. Wow. Besides, like, that's not my friend. Your friend is just gonna support you because they're your friend. That we opened up with Joey Badass. My yeah. the whole time, he paying for everything. Got a deal, had to pay him back. It was broke again. You gotta be all. <laughs> hear the nigga laughing? I'm not lying. You have to have this knowing that it may not work today, it may not work tomorrow, but this is the right thing. And if you don't believe in it, then you're not doing it. You, you, you haven't figured out the thing that you do best yet. You feel it, and when you know, no one can tell you. It, you only have to be right once. Nigga like myself right all the time, though. <laughs> I be right all the time. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to This Weekend Culture, episode 359. I'm your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad, and a.k.a. One and a Half of the Culture, and y'all know what it is. When y'all hear that can crack, that mean your man back. And I got my brother with me, Jay. What up, though? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, One Half of the Culture, One Half of Everything was popping. I know what you're thinking. Finally. My favorite podcast is spending time with me. What's popping? It's hard to it's hard to crack the can with four fingers, nigga. Like it don't the <laughs> shit don't really you know what I'm saying? Don't, five four. <laughs> this shit ain't gripped the same, man. Pause. Um Yo, man, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all know what it is, your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Um, we are back with another review of uh Raising Canaan season three, episode seven. Before we get to that, I want to thank all the listeners, all the supporters, all the fans rocking them with us week to week. Um, and, you know, really just want to shout out the Lions, you know, for being the fucking Lions. I mean, Detroit really doing this shit on a better level than probably most of the listeners' cities right now. Um, so if you're not from the city and you're not from Detroit and you listen to this podcast, we just want to tell y'all it's up, you know? Um Lions over everybody. Detroit versus everybody. Y'all, y'all football team still playing? I don't think they are. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, y'all niggas could claim to be 49ers fans. You know what I'm saying? I, you I nigg- 49. You niggas wasn't even born in 94. Come on, man. Niggas wasn't born in 49 either, man. Oh, Jerry Rice. You ain't fuck with Jerry Rice. Um, Look, man, the Lions is them niggas, dog. That's just what it is. The Lions is really like. I'm going to say other than Baltimore because Baltimore beat the brakes off them niggas. The Lions is the only other team other than Baltimore that's going to win this shit. Dog, it's one or the other, dog. If I was um, – what's the coach's name? My brain ain't working. Dan Campbell. Yeah, if I was Dan Campbell, after I win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I'm retiring. Never never coaching again. I'm not mad at that. Never coaching. I'm walking off into the fucking sunset. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad tell at you, just being like, fuck you it, bitch we Tell you bitch-ass niggas suck my dick. By the kneecap, yeah, and yeah. I'm never coaching the fucking game. It's up. 
I just yo Dan Campbell played on the zero sixteen team. Crazy. Uh, he played on that team. Long hair, didn't care. And now you coaching a team. You know who else played on that zero sixteen team? Who that? Dan Orlowski. Oh man. Man. But he a fucking expert every yeah. day on ESPN. Dan Orlovsky, he, he do know what he, he's talking he, about. He's a good commentator. Um, he say a lot of bullshit. I think the Lions, he gets a little bit of a, he gets a little jealous when he talk about the Lions. Like, he try to act like, yo, that's my old team. Shout out to them. But then he say words that be like, yo, nah, nigga, you hating a little bit. We could have won that. We could have been 1-16. But remember his back foot mm-hmm. hit, hit out, the thing. out of yeah, bounds yeah. and shit like Man, yeah, it hurt, man. Nah, it hurt. Dan Orlovsky, um, you know, he went through hell. All the niggas that was on that team went through the trenches. Also, uh, I just remember going to the Lions game uh, against the St. Louis Rams. Mm. Uh, the very first year Jared Goff got there when he was mm. the number one pick and he beat the Lions. Yeah, yeah. And now I look at them. I was rooting against them then. Yeah, and, shit, that was uh. What, like two years before they went back to L.A. or something like that? Yeah, um, yeah man. Jared Goff is is playing really good football. Um, he's playing sound football. You know what's interesting about the whole Jared Goff situation? What's that? Uh, he's been the man his whole life. Mm-hmm. He got to the Super Bowl and had a bad performance in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And yeah. I think that fucked with him psychologically. Yeah. Because other than that, like, he always had a good arm. He mm-hmm. Like, he was... I'm a starting quarterback, number one pick, like, yeah. for a reason. But you know what it was, too. Um, he played a bad game in that Super Bowl, and then when that same team, pretty much, only big addition was Von Miller. Um, well, Odell, too, but Odell was hurt most of that season. But the majority of that same team that Jared Goff played on played with Stafford and went yeah. back to that Super Bowl and balled the fuck out. And that so, kind of fuck with your brain. Yeah, like, it, it had you thinking. Was it me? Mm-hmm. And then that first season he was here, we won three games. Mm-hmm. So now you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, it was, was me. Was it me? That nigga went over there and won a chip. I came here and won three games. Didn't we start off like, oh, and didn't we lose the first eight games and then, like, win the last they eight They went games? on a streak last year. Yeah. Um, last year it seemed like they started putting it together. And uh, this season, they put it the fuck together, man. Um, yo, the Lions are really good, dog. Yo. Like, that's that's a wild statement to say if you from here, bro. Man, I was just explaining to, to some folks at work. So one nigga at work talking about, we um, y'all trying to put the cart before the horse. You know what I'm saying? We ain't really there yet. Them quarterbacks last week, that was, that was quarterbacking. Y'all, y'all. My nigga, we one game away from the Super Bowl. What do you mean we not? How there you yet? not there yet, bro? <laughs> like, this is this. This the game to get there. And look, but this sport is different. Facts. Like in basketball, it takes a couple years to get good to jail. Like in football, you can go from relatively obscure team to yeah. Super Bowl champion that year. You just got to get on a run. The only Super Bowl because the Lions are. Outside of a few veterans like a golf, the Lions are a fairly young team, right? The only young team I've seen in the major two professional sports, NBA and NFL, that ever, like, really overachieved was the Oklahoma City team with Harden and Russ and all them niggas. Yeah. They was young. Serge Ibaka, KD, like, that young-ass team went crazy. But niggas didn't think Green Bay a young-ass. They the youngest team in the league. Them niggas was almost there. They should have beat San Fran. Mm-hmm. That also looked like, yeah, the Lions finna get in that ass next week, dog. If we don't got no Debo Samuels. Oh, if Debo's shoulder hurt, wrap it up. Because McCaffrey, you you a great white. Don't get me wrong, dog. But it's it's going to be a wrap for you. Um, 
I also think if I was a betting man, all respect due to the fucking 49ers, all respect due to Brock Purdy, but if I got to quarterback a team to a win to get to the Super Bowl, I'm taking golf over Purdy every time. And there ain't no diss to Purdy. I just don't think you him. He's easily the fourth best quarterback left. Like, you you not. It's so interesting. Going into this weekend, they didn't put golf on that rank the top four quarterbacks. The golf wasn't on the list. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I understand it. But, like, at this point, my I nigga. I don't get it. Brock Purdy is not him. At this point, my nigga, we, we won with 12 games, right? Yeah. Like, did, you, yeah. did your team ring? To, like, the man out here doing it. Hold on, nah. Because Ryan Clark said that shit perfectly this morning. Yo, I really like Ryan Clark. <laughs> Ryan Clark's the man. Ryan bro. Clark is fucking excellent. He uh, does everything the correct it, it seems like he does everything the correct way. He's he's really good at fucking. He Talking. was really good at football. Yeah. But he's also really great at this commentary shit. Let me, let me play what my dog said. Here and we want to defend Josh Allen. You don't have to defend him. Mm. Yeah. You can say straight up, Josh wait, Allen. Wait, wait, wait. That was him getting on Josh Allen. My bad. I, I thought that was the other shit. No, look. no, no, because he had something to say about the fucking. Uh, God damn it! I thought I saved it. All right, we'll get back to it when I find it. But either way, um, give me golf over Purdy every time, man. Uh, I think Christian McCaffrey. We know what he' gonna do. I think if them niggas can hold him. To something reasonable, dog, and let the rest of that team beat him, especially if it ain't no Samuels. Lions going to the Super Bowl, bro. And it's fucking crazy. First NFC championship since 91, bro. Like, this is nuts, my nigga. The energy in the city been crazy. Dog, I ordered a fucking Uber Eats today. I go downstairs and get that shit. Bro, hand me the bag. Nigga, turn around, go to his car. That nigga just stopped and turned around and was like, Go no Lions! Lions. I, knew. I was like, bro, I love this. I love this. It's the energy that uh, Detroit deserves. So shout out to them Lions. You know shout the out energy, to us. You know the energy that Detroit does not deserve? Oh, shit. It doesn't deserve Stephen A. Smith energy. Oh, what he was on, bro? Oh, you don't know? No, no, no. I know what he was oh. on. Oh, hold up. Real quick. Here got a fucking Ryan Clark shit. A confession. Mm. The single hardest thing... I had to do this year was act like Brock Purdy deserved to be in the conversations with the other people we're mentioning in that tweet. Mm. Because he was playing extremely well and operating in that offense and distributing the ball to Kittle and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, we had to continue to include him in conversations with the Lamar Jacksons. We had to continue to include him in conversations with the Josh Allen. Those things are not alike. Brock Purdy is a fine player. Brock Purdy can operate in Kyle Shanahan's offense at an extremely efficient level. Brock Purdy doesn't raise the level of play of anyone around him. And so Mm. when you talk about Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, the people around them benefit uh, from having those sorts of players at the quarterback position. Brock Purdy benefits from having the sort of players he has at the skill positions around him. And so when we look at that game against the Green Bay Packers, even with Jordan Love throwing an inopportune, inexplicable interception to end the game, I was sitting there watching them going, man, the world should be, the NFL world should be excited that Jordan Love doesn't play for the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. And We are starting, at least in my opinion, to get into the realm the San Francisco 49ers used to be with Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Mm. Where it was, yeah, with Kyle Shanahan calling plays, we could be really good. With the players around him, we could be really good. But can our quarterback take us to the next level? And now that it's getting down to the critical football moments, to the moments from having that turn good players into legends, that turn good teams into teams we never forget, you're starting to see. You don't take Brock Purdy over Jared Goff right now. And you for sure don't take Brock Purdy over the two dudes on the other side in the AFC. So if you're the San Francisco 49ers, you're thinking to yourself right now, this team that we were starting to run through our quarterback better run through Uncle Shannon's nephew, Christian McCaffrey. Because if it doesn't, they're going to find themselves at home again without a ring. You know what that sounds like? What's that? It sounds like the exact same thing that Cam Newton said. Oh man, and game Ryan, managers, and 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 like, we're not gonna get into this on this podcast. This would be a culture joint, mm-hmm. but the game manager versus what was the other one? Um, game changer, yeah, yeah, is the same conversation of yeah. hip hop and not hip hop, or hip hop mm. and pop. It got you right, yeah. Uh, they not one is not better than the other, but yeah. they are not the same thing. Yeah. Um. And Jared Goff is making people better, dog. That he made this team better. Yeah. Yeah. He, um. He started three wins. Yep. Eight wins. Twelve wins. Possible. Won my division. Like I'm getting better, and the team mm-hmm. is getting better every fucking year. It is what it is, my nigga. Nah, Jared yeah. Goff is. He got to be no fucking all time great, but he's. Great right now. He's playing really good football. He's playing really smart football. Um, Ryan Clark mentioned the Jordan Love interception at the end of the game on what would have been the game-winning drive. Um, that was the play of a young nigga who don't get it yet, right? Um, I'm so glad that happened, though, because I did not want to play Green Bay. I, I personally thought San Fran was a better matchup for the Lions. Um, I'm with you. I ain't want to see Green Bay after that Thanksgiving not, display. Yeah, it's not even the same team we beat. Earlier in the year. The Thanksgiving game where Green Bay mopped them niggas was the start of Green Bay's win streak that took them into the playoffs. So, hey, they're a different group, and they a young team, and they're going to be nice for a long time. But, um, yo, man, Jared Goff, the Lions, y'all niggas are showing y'all ass. That defense is showing his ass. Um, I'm I'm just really happy right now, dog. Having – I don't know if people understand because a lot of our listeners come from cities that have had – football success at the pro level um but having a proper football city is like a thing dog like it brings a different level of of uh cachet to your city dog it brings a different confidence to your city man um now you mentioned the Stephen A Smith shit i got it pulled up right here cuz i i'm not a fan of nothing that came out of his mouth right here outskirts of the detroit area it looks like a damn desert town I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here wondering how to help people making money. I, I'm just, I'm just looking. It looks like it looks like a desert town. I, I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, what, what the hell is going on in this city? And then you see the Detroit Lions coming up and sort of reviving, just, just, just giving. They were on, they, they. I mean, I mean, you, they were on a respirator for crying out loud, just as a city. And what this franchise has done for that city. And that state, I mean, it's, 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 you gotta go there. 
to in see what I'm talking about. Because when you get away from the downtown area and when you get away from the arena, from the stadium and then you're just driving around. I mean, it's 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 different, man. It's different. Um, Dan Arlovsky and uh, Shannon knew not to acknowledge the shit that was coming out of his mouth. Dog. Um, I'm just so tired of this narrative man. because are there some blocks that's house, house, abandoned, abandoned field? Man. 100%. But the idea that the whole city of Detroit is this way yeah. where that like there, there aren't like regular houses. Like there aren't expensive houses. Like yeah. there aren't literal mansions. Like I just want us to, I just want y'all to stop it. And what exactly was the point that you were trying to make? Are you trying to say that, Detroit is so destitute, if that's yeah. the word he used. Yeah. And we so fucked up that the only thing that can give us any hope is that the Detroit Lions have been winning this year. Yeah. Because he's like, they just revitalize. Revitalize what, my yeah. nigga? What are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that they somehow put money back into the city's pockets, the residents' pockets or whatnot? Where the fuck you? What are you talking about? And what does that have to do with anything the morning after that great game last night i'm gonna say this um Stephen a smith was born in the bronx he was raised in queens and his as a, a journalist he made his fucking name in philly during the, the Allen iverson years um and this is not a knock to the bronx to queens or philly but if he thinks riding through detroit Riding through my old hood. Is any <laughs> different than them three cities right there. He also said Baltimore or, or um, they got the best story. It's not the Detroit Baltimore? Um, the Lamar Jackson? Yeah, it's the best story in football. His hey, story is the best story in football. I love Lamar Jackson. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. I think that nigga is fucking excellent, and I'm tired of him being disrespected. It's did not. You, did you see the... Stephen A. Smith against Jason Whitlock shit. Mm-hmm. Did you do you know what that was about? Uh, where it started? No, I know them niggas ain't liked each other for a long time. Let me tell you so. where it starts because hmm. it, it plays into this. Okay, so Stephen A. Smith is a goddamn fucking liar. Mm. Uh, he wrote in his book and his memoirs about you know he said he played at Wisdom Salem State. Mm-hmm. Uh, has no stats in high school because he didn't play. He said he played a couple months. He goes to Winston Salem State. Mm-hmm. says after a game the next day he goes to a scrimmage yeah and in his scrimmage he hoops out in front of big gains or whatever and he hit 17 straight three-pointers oh i did hear that story. never did it before never did it after and on the spot he offered him a full scholarship yeah i, I did hear uh, to that. play ball yeah um and then one time on espn they brought up his stats it was jalen rose it was jj reddick and okay. jalen rose i mean um and Stephen a smith okay and they put the last year stats of all three, and they said, let's guess who it's was who. which one. Yeah. And Stephen A's had 1.5 points. Okay. And he was he's like, he could tell he wasn't in on a joke before. He was like, well, what they what they won't tell you why they're laughing is only played one game. <laughs> now, I'm not a math major. Right. But how do you play one game and average 1.5 points? Are, are there half pointers? Mm. Right. Um, then he, cause once they hit the, hit the internet, people start internetting. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a stat they placed on the screen that he had, like, he hit five of 25 three pointers or some shit and, and had like stats for like nine games. Okay. 
And then out of his mouth, he says he cracked his knee and he never played a game. Wait. Wait, what? <laughs> Did you play nine games? Did you play seven games? Did you play one game? Because he, out of his own mouth in video, I've seen him say yeah. different things. He got mad at J- at Jason Whitlock, Whitlock yeah. who is not my favorite person in the world. Yeah. Jason uh, Whitlock, a whole different other type of hoe. Yeah, but like, you, you was, I watched that whole one hour rant. You never said anything about that. Yeah. And Big Games, he has a memoir. And in his book, he just talked about how they ain't never had no fucking money. He couldn't give out scholarships. It was like a bad, I mean, it was HBC. It was yeah. like, it was fucked up. And he just saw you work out one time on a Sunday and on the spot. Full scholar. Offered you. Full scholar. Man, get the fuck out of here. If this is the level, you're a columnist. Yeah. Right? You write for a living. Yeah. If this is the type of bullshit that you write in your <laughs> memoir and try to pass it off as a fucking fact, that means you shoddy at writing. And you're shoddy at the fucking narrative that you was trying to push this morning because what is it exactly? My thing about that that Detroit is so barren and and here come the Lions to save the day. Fam, the 0-16 team was 08, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got that the other day. Yeah. They're starting to heal. But, uh. Um, the 0-16 team was 08, right? The market crash, about 08, 07, 08, 09. It was that, that was it. Um, So the Lions and the city of Detroit were down at the very fucking bottom at the same time, right? Um, That's when they did a national campaign to make Detroit bad. But, like, we know Motor City, we know that the motor, uh, the automotive industry was affected Terribly during that 08. We know what happened, right? I don't need to rehash that shit. The rebuild of Detroit, not to disrespect or say anything against the Lions, but it didn't start with the fucking Detroit. The Lions didn't make Detroit great. Yeah, like, the Lions made Shinola put a fucking hotel downtown. Like, come on, bro. Like, shut up. Like, bro. The, the, Lions, Lions, the Lions made a Nike store drop on Woodward. The Lions put the Gucci store right behind my crib. Like, come on, dog. All right, money. Come on, dog. Like, it, you're you're attaching the Lions to the fucking. And then he like, oh, once you get beyond uh, the Ford Field and the downtown area, bro. You ever been to fucking Boston Edison? You ever been to Sherwood Ford? This is million dollar homes, my nigga. Like, what is you talking about, bro? He's just saying words to say words, bro. You've been to Palmer Park? Come on, man. You've been in the vi- India Village? He's just mansions, my nigga. Like, please stop with the bullshit. That Rosedale narrative is Park? weak as fuck, bro. Like, it's weak as fuck, Just bro. in regular neighborhoods. Just shit. say you didn't go nowhere but the fucking uh, immediate downtown area, and you got to... Nigga, Cass Corridor don't even look like Cass Corridor. Like, there's nothing in it. Whatever, man. That nigga rolled through one block probably somewhere east. It had to be on the east. Somebody like you don't come from the city who had the largest fucking uh, project housing in the fucking world. And that's, yeah, yeah. it's a weak-ass narrative. Stephen A. Smith, a weak-ass nigga. You know what? Somebody told me to let up. I've been uh, the let up on New York City, so I'm a I'm a, I'm You're going to chill. Yeah, I'm a chill. Here's the thing, yo. Um, I actually got told that when we was talking about New York the other week when I was like, yeah, they built the whole city a project. I ain't build the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit. But what I'm not finna let this nigga do is talk about this city. Like, bro, 
Do he know where the fuck I live? <laughs> Hold up. You live Hold in Detroit. Up. Hold up. Do Steve Come on, bro. Well, well, you live downtown, though. Come on, man. Now I'm not even going to tell these niggas, man. Because I live downtown, but, like, y'all niggas might think I live downtown adjacent, nigga. Like, no, I don't. I'm on the block. Well, he said that area is cool. He bro. said that's the cool area. Okay, because I could walk to Fort Field. So, but he, he I, I, as a Detroit nigga, I took what he said, like, we not getting no money. That's what I thought. Like, we out here broke. I, I, just, I just don't like it. And now that nigga want to come on, dog. Stephen A. Smith don't want to have a like broke Like, it's regular niggas out here, dog. Who don't want to have a, houses and homes and come stuff on, like that. Now, don't get me wrong. It's some fucked up shit here, oh, too. It's, but it's <laughs> fucked up shit in every major. Has that nigga been to downtown L.A.? One of the largest homeless populations in the fucking world. Nigga, Skid Row is real. San Francisco? San Francisco. They trying to, they pushing all the niggas to the bay. But why did you, now granted, I haven't watched that entire clip, like mm. the whole segment, which I'm going to watch later on when I make it to the crib. I'm, hopefully I'm missing some context. You I not. still don't know why you would even have this conversation. You not. Um, me and my parents watch First Take every morning. That's probably been a ritual for like the last like billion fucking years. And then we talk about it, right? So my mom texts me this morning like, why is Stephen A talking about the city like that? And I'm like... Well, you see what we did to uh, nigga try to do the Blade dance? You better relax. But you know what he doing? He mad because the Eagles just got their ass whooped. Shout out to Lil Blade. He reached out to Lil Blade and yeah. said he ain't mean no disrespect. And I, I, I appreciate him tapping in. Um, but hey. you still get your head bust out here doing the blade dance for the wrong reason. Talking about his grandma and his aunties and uncles yeah. is from and, here. And uh, Ghost didn't play on there. Yeah. So, like, I get it. It is but let Ghost do it. It is what it is, right? It's not like, it's just one of those things where, like, you was trying to be funny. Yeah. Like, and he talking about, oh, I was paying homage. No, you wasn't, nigga. And you, here's the thing. You was paying homage when them boys got on your head and them fucking, uh, on the, on the gram. Boy, they ain't, they ain't let up. When them DMs start lighting up and them comments and notifications was going off, now it's homage. Now, granted, listen, I know it don't mean shit to you, but Detroit people are very, very protective of what we believe to be de- Detroit culture. Yeah. I know it may not, it don't, it don't mean nothing to you. I get it. Yeah. It shouldn't either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. It's, Yo, it's a dance. But nigga, we protective of the Tamiya hustle. Big fat. Like, you would get your head bust, nigga. But the, the, the blade dance ain't, it ain't a dance. Nah. It's a dance. Nah, but the blade dance is Detroit. Like, it's it not ain't a, even a, that's a staple. And like, when people put the the word dance behind it, it make it, it's not a dance, it's a gesture. You feel me? Like, ain't nobody yeah. dancing to, yeah. to like, it's a, yeah. I don't, you gotta be here. You yeah. gotta be from yeah. here. The, the only other nigga that ever got, a blade-ish move off is Dame Dash. And Dame Dash loved Detroit. So we'll let him get that off. And he only did it with one hand. Yeah. And he did it with a fucking bottle of ace in that motherfucker. Like, it was different. It yeah. was different. Um, All that to say. Shout out to Detroit, man. Rashad niggas. White, dog. Don't do that shit no more. Well, you can't. You can do it from the comfort of your home all day because you at the fucking crib, my nigga. Lions up. Um, Yo, man. I just had to let y'all know Detroit better than y'all. Um, San Fran, we on y'all ass next week. Uh, 49ers, it's a wrap. Brock Purdy, you finna look real bad out there. I'm calling it. Uh, two picks from Purdy. He had a four-pick game less than a month ago, so I know what the fuck he's capable of. So, Brian Branch finna get one of them picks. Um, Hutch, I get Hutch like two, three sacks, man. It's finna be a long day for San Fran, dog. Um, McCaffrey might get his. Kittle, eh, maybe. Ayuk, eh, maybe. But Brock Purdy, you gonna have a long afternoon, and y'all about to take an L. Uh, Lions... Mm, I get them niggas minus seven and a half.
So yeah, book me. Um, and shout out to Lamar Jackson. I think they bought. I can't wait for them to whoop Kansas City. I'm so tired of fucking Pat Mahomes and this fucking uh great football playing self nigga. Like, why can't this nigga be beat, bro? Even with the shittiest version of his team, this nigga no. great every year, bro. One somebody did mention that the very first game of the season was the Lions versus the Chiefs, and so that'll be some retribution for your ass, right? And the last game of the season can also could be, be Lions, Lions like, Chiefs. So that'll I, be really fun. Yeah, that'll be really fun. I'm, I won't lie. I want it to be Lamar, but I would not hate that narrative. Like the last year's champs, yeah, starting started off losing to this year champs. That'll be dope. And end of the year l- losing, losing to, to to make them the champs. Man, that'll, that'll be, be fucking lit. amazing. That'll be lit. That's a great story. But it'll NFL also writers. Yeah. How you want to throw that in there? How let your boy. But if not, I hope Lamar put up six touchdowns on them niggas, dog. Go off. And then Lamar got to like I don't know, get a stomach flu or some shit cuz that shit Boston or Baltimore did to us earlier in the season was different. Um all right, that was fun. Uh, on to more depressing news, man. Rap shit. Out of here. HBO, Max, whatever they, they go on by, dog. Um, they cancel rap shit after two seasons. Uh, I want to pull up the statement from the, uh, the spokesperson over at Max because I actually thought that it was kind of like a, a – Slap in the face a little bit, dog, and I I ain't enjoy this one bit, man. So, um, Max in their announcement had a spokesperson say the following: We are extremely grateful to Issa Rae for creating Rap Shit, a one of a kind comedy with compelling social commentary that reached viewers in a way only Issa's talents could accomplish. A huge thank you to Issa and showrunner Sarita Singleton and the teams at Hooray and Three Arts Entertainment for introducing us to Shauna and Mia, a duo whose journey fans have been invested in and who they have continued to root for through everything. We'll never get seducing scheme out of our heads and we wouldn't have it any other way. Bitch, you don't get to mention seducing scheme. That's not their fault, dog. You don't get to mention seducing scheme. No, I, I was waiting for the bad part. No, it's, it's, they, it's fuck Max over there, bro. No, no. I, I got nothing not for they, them niggas. It's not their fault, dog. And it's interesting because I have never heard this many people talk about this show until it got canceled. It's never on my timeline like that. Now, to your point, our one of our youngins, uh, my nigga Julito, a.k.a. Naaman from The Wire, he put a tweet up that I thought was a very unique way of framing this. Um, he said, people be watching TV shows from a broken fire stick and illegal websites, thinking that goes toward actual viewership ratings, and then they're surprised when their favorite show gets canceled. Now, he posted that. He never directly said it was about rap shit, but he posted it right after. Why? Because the timeline was going crazy about rap shit. Has the timeline ever gone crazy about rap shit? No. Do you see that weak-ass comment underneath it? This oh, is, I saw this. This is elitist. She it's, said, this is a very classist and limited take. The cost of living has skyrocketed. Shall people eat or pay subscriptions for five different streaming platforms with caps on sharing? Just last year, actors were striking and requested our support. Now we're shiftless and broke. And someone said, you need to look within. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so, oh, so, so let me get this straight. Yeah. Because you don't want to pay for it, you're going to steal it. Yeah. Right? 
Now, you niggas know I got a fire stick, but guess what I'm also paying for? Come HBO on. Max. Come on. I'm also playing for fucking Star. Come on. I'm also playing for fucking Showtime. Come on. And uh, Paramount Plus. Yes, I am paying for all that shit as well as my fucking illegal fire sh- fucking streamer thingy. I just, I just, I'm just sh- not paying for Netflix. Fuck them niggas. I, I have everything. I have everything you just named plus Netflix, and I pay for it all. That is all out of my pocket. Um, fucking uh, Peacock, all the shits. I, I literally, have I have all the things. Um, I got AMC Plus. I got fucking all of them. And one thing I do, and I just told Shorty when we were talking about this uh, after the rap shit announcement, I told her because I don't think she realized. I always watch whatever we review and just whatever she and I consistently watch on my free piracy shit and on the app that it actually comes off. (laughs) You always get a stream out of me on the shit that counts. Man, this is one of the things where... Hmm, the reason I say this not on Max is because we often had this conversation about appointment television or, you know what, I don't want to watch it now. I want to watch it later. When Once mm-hmm. the season is over with, I'll go back and I'll binge it. Yeah. Damn, ain't no company or no production wait until after a show is over to see how successful it is. Yeah. You got to watch that shit while it's on or they're not coming back, my nigga. Here's the thing. You could wait, but when did rap shit go off? A month ago? Three weeks ago, maybe? You wait too long, that bitch is gone. I'm not putting (laughs) me, Jason. I'm not putting my money up on some... I hope they watch it when it's over shit. Nah. No, I need an overwhelming response that people are fucking with this. The social media mentions were why it, it doesn't equal the ratings, but it's never in my trending topics. Yeah. It's um, never it's not there. And when I say never in my trending topics, literally when you go on the Twitter, it tell you what niggas is talking about. Yeah. Um, and it has been since we got canceled, and then everybody ran to the same bullshit, tired-ass excuse. Oh, they canceled it because she black. Nigga, what? Like, this ain't the same network that gave her her first shot and ran five seasons of, of like, what? It's well, so- here's the thing. We, um, we talked about this, I don't know how many pods ago. Uh, we was like, man, what's, like, the last shit that, like, we all was watching at the same time, right? And I was like, yo... In real life, the last thing that the culture watched simultaneously was the Best Man Show, which was two December's ago now. Snowfall. Snowfall. That there's another one. So those is the last two things. And even Snowfall, I hear some of you niggas say, "I ain't never watched Snowfall. I couldn't get past season one." Well, it had enough black and white people. Yeah, so. yeah. No, Snowfall was able to balance right because we also talking about a show that existed on FX, regular TV. Which leads me to my next point. And I thought this literally when Max first came out, when it was HBO Max, and they were still branding it as HBO, which is another thing I think they fucked up with viewership and subscribers. You fucked up the branding by removing HBO. I I said it from the beginning. I'm going to keep saying it. But something else I thought when that app came out, they made Max Originals, things that were only available on the app that are not available for niggas who have cable, niggas who have AT&T, Comcast, and they go on HBO on the channel. On Sunday at 9 o'clock, and that show ain't there. Something else is playing. So now you force the niggas to get the app to see this shit. So last week when I was having a conversation about um, power, and I was like, I don't mm-hmm. know how the ratings work, because what's a rating when it's only you on this on the app? Mm-hmm. 
a rating is like, yo, I'm competing with other people for a time slot. That yeah. doesn't exist when you only can watch it if you're paying a monthly subscription for it. So, yeah. And we also talked about same convo we've had about music a million different times, right? Um, what's the stream worth, right? On these, the way that the music business has not fucking calculated what a stream is worth to the artist, right? We know what it's worth to us. What it's worth to y'all, mm, we ain't on the same page. On YouTube, it's different than fucking Spotify. It's, it's different than whatever. Like, it's probably like, yo, once a person watches a video on HBO Max, do they exit the app? Are they looking for other content? Can like, we keep them here? Yeah. Is your show keeping people yeah. on my app? Because I can probably see if this is the only thing that you watch. Or I can see if... You watch all this other shit, and because mm-hmm. this is on, you watch that too. What did you come here to see first? Yeah, right. Yeah. And your whatever you came to see first, I'm I would track that metric. Yeah, fact one hundred percent. I know that's a metric that's tracked because I think that's valuable. When you went to HBO Max, you went to HBO Max to watch Issa, or did you go to HBO Max to watch? It's not. It's not about Issa. Yeah, but match watch program A, program B. And then the third thing you watch is program C. Yeah. Because program C ain't what you what got you on the app. Mm. Program A and program B was. Yeah. So like this whole idea that no, I'm not gonna watch it now. I'll watch it later. I'll stream it later. They don't have later. So when you wanna oh girl talking about support the art, yo, you gotta support them by actually watching their shit on the shit that they're on. Yeah. Yeah. Cause one thing I do know, even though I think that they're taking away views by making it a max original and not having it on the channel like live at nine o'clock on Sunday, whatever. Um, one thing I do know is that bitch need to be streamed in the app that week, that new episode. Cause these ain't dropping eight episodes at one time, right? They coming out weekly. So that week you need to have watched that new episode on the app and ran that bitch up the way y'all running dog. I had mad people DM me and say, yo, I'm about to binge this over the weekend. Was it really like that? Yeah, we'll never know. Yeah, it really was like that. And now you about to binge it over the weekend because you heard it got canceled. Why y'all niggas ain't fuck? With? Y'all That's, been knew it was out. This is when you stream a nigga music after he die. Come on, come on. Y'all Tupac in this shit. Y'all, y'all Christopher Wallace in this shit. And like y'all pop smoking this shit. I can't be mad at the company because if you're not watching it, I'm not spending my money on it. Nah, I'm gonna be mad at the company, and here's why. And here's another reason why y'all need to quit that. I'm going to wait till later to binge it shit. Because they might do like Love Life and take the whole shit off the app. Love Life is available nowhere, my nigga. Season two of Love Life is one of the greatest seasons of anything I've ever watched. That shit was fucking brilliant. And it's available nowhere, my nigga. HBO said, fuck y'all. We ain't paying no residuals on this shit. You can't stream it nowhere, nigga. They might. The Corner was the first shit to ever just not be out there. Yeah, man. But it really. We know what they do or so what they can do. In in cable and broadcasting and things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, different companies who involve want different things. So, like, you may have your local cable company and you like, man, why the fuck did y'all take away my Western channel and put it mm-hmm. over here? No, that's not how it worked. That that company was like I don't want my channel in this package no more mm-hmm. some people like don't put me in basic we're yeah. not a basic we're not a basic yeah, we channel. premium we a premium yeah. station put us over in this package and some people be like no whatever you do leave me in the first 30 channels like and 
every year y'all probably get an email or a message on the bottom of the screen that says Fox will disappear on June 2nd of such and such until we come and do. It's like the government shit on the government shutdown. Like soon yeah. as that contract is over, they negotiate and these companies be like, yo, you can stream it or I'll have, you can stream my network, but it's going to cost you $4 per subscriber mm-hmm. over every month. And the company be like, whoa, 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 man, a name, nigga. Like you want how much? Uh, I remember years ago when, um, College, one of these college sports channels uh, pulled some shit and they told a big cable company, yo, if you can have us, but you got to pay. It was like double what every other cable company was paying. That was Big Ten Network, wasn't Big it? Big Ten yeah. Network. Yep. And they was like, well, fuck it. I'm not paying you. Like, why would I pay double mm-hmm. and fuck it? We not playing it. And then they, they took a hard stance and said, yeah. if you want – and then they was like, Big Ten Network said, yo, if you want it, call the cable company. Yeah. And they played And chicken. request it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And sometimes uh, uh, something may be off of streaming yeah. after it's over because we haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. Like when Scarlett Johansson sues Disney because, no, my nigga, I don't want my shit streaming. I want yeah. my shit only. My shit is in theaters. It be so yeah. much stuff going behind the scene yeah. where I just can't be like, Yup, is this person fault? Because y'all should be able to do it. Because I just don't know. Yeah. Like, what if the major one of the main characters was like, "Yo, I didn't sign no streaming deal. How you gonna yeah. pay me for that?" Because yeah. if you do it, well, so what makes Love Life unique? Going back to my my thing about uh rap shit is that it was a Max original. So this was only ever available on the app. Yeah, it's a Max original, but you know how many companies be involved in this? It'd be like fourteen different production companies. Uh-huh. Like when the when some shit go off, it'd be like New Line Cinema. Yeah, this, hey. this, like all Issa shit, this. And then like, listen, the, the contract that one, seven of the 13 people who are companies that are doing this, we didn't sign or come together with a stream and stuff. So if you stream it without me and you have a contract, I'm going to get my money on the back end uh, and then I might blow it up. Uh, and I'm not saying that I know yeah, that this is yeah. what's happening, but these are the conversations that I 100% for a fact do know happen and the way that you just avoid this is just real popular shows don't get canceled like that not um uh cult favorites because cult favorite is different yeah right cult favorite is lovecraft yeah but a cult favorite is there is a a core group of people who gonna fuck with it Mm -hmm. but it ain't like a bunch yeah like, this and not Game of Thrones. I seen somebody compare this shit to Game of Thrones. How come this? Like, oh stop no. it. Rap shit is 100% a cult favorite. Um, But one thing I want y'all to stop doing Maybe. real quick while I mention fucking Lovecraft. Stop with the narrative that Lovecraft didn't get a second season because Misa is black. Um, Lovecraft was only made for one season. That was it. We talked about it. A second season for Lovecraft would have been like a second season for Your Honor. Where that was never the plan. Um, and Your Honor only got a second season because it was such a popular show, right? Lovecraft Country, while it was such a great show and one of our fucking greatest uh, series of podcasts ever. It's niche. It was a niche show. And it was not such a popular show, but it was also only made for one season. Uh, like That was it. When I was watching the, um, uh, the Emmys. Uh, I watched the Emmys from beginning to end, by the way, even though it was the Oh, lowest. yeah, you hit me up as soon as uh, we left the pod. Even though it was the lowest viewed one since yeah. it started, 
I watched that shit from beginning to end, and I enjoyed ninety eight percent of it. They got your stream, um, for sure. Yeah. On re- well, technically, that was a or your fire view. stick, <laughs> <laughs> but it was AB. It was on regular TV though. Okay, you feel me? Yeah. So I don't know how that works either. But uh, I don't have regular TV. <laughs> Sorry, I live in a weird city. Um, long story short, I thought that shit was amazing. But one yeah. of the one of the categories is outstanding performance in a in a limited series mm-hmm. like Lovecraft Lovecraft Country. Yeah, was a limited series, a special or a limited series. It yeah. wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. And how could you? Like, what would you? <laughs> and that's like, I remember Misa saying she was in talks with HBO about potentially creating a fucking Lovecraft universe where that group then went through like different. That was never the plan. That's all I'm saying. It didn't get pulled because this was a black show about black themes. Dog. Sometimes, man, it's difficult. Um, What was this? Law. T- Let me see. I think it's Law 27. Or was it Law 47? Um, basically, is never go. For, okay, boom. Mm. Uh, law 47, do not go past the mark you aim for. In victory, learn when to stop. I think sometimes, or quit while you're ahead. Yeah, that type. That's of all. Thing. That's basically like, what that is. You gotta learn. So I didn't even dis. I didn't even. I wasn't trying to make a season two. Yeah. I wanted to tell this one complete story. I put a complete story out, and then sometimes when somebody says it was so good, let's do number two. Now yeah. I'm overthinking it. I'm going. I'm outside of the the. I'm past I'm, my mark. I'm outside of my thought. My original thought about this shit was this. Once I go beyond that, now you're risking me. Potentially creating some shit that makes no sense because I never had a complete thought about this was my complete thought. Enjoy it, my nigga. So it's the, the the law, the judgment of law. Of course, we know. Do not go past the mark you aim for. In victory, learn when to stop. The moment of victory is often the moment of greatest peril. In the heat of victory, arrogance and overconfidence can push you past the goal you had aimed for. And by going too far, you make more enemies than you defeat. Do not allow success to go to your head. There is no substitute for strategy and careful planning. Set a goal, and when you reach it, stop. And law uh, 1984, um, <laughs> just learn the meaning of a limited series, my nigga. Because they tell you in the beginning, yo, this ain't getting much. This is getting eight to you ten know, episodes, a, and it's a wrap. That's a double entendre, my Come nigga. on, man. Because the 1984 is one of those, I mean, is the Orwellian future Come on. that we talk about. Come on. Yeah, 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 man. But all that to say, man, um, I am not shocked about the rap shit thing. We actually talked about it up here a couple times. Will we see a third season? Why? Here's me and Jay's barometer. It's a very easy barometer. How much are our listeners engaged with the shit that we're reviewing, right? I know if we get four hours worth of Snowfall voice notes that all you niggas is watching Snowfall. Uh, Come on. I know that, right? I can tell you by the listeners of the pod. The episode, yeah. Of the episode, how popular this show is. Yeah. Not because our numbers are the end-all, be-all, but people who go look for podcasts after a show goes off ends up stumbling upon. Yeah. So... 
there's benchmarks. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I know when people fucking with it. Yeah, it was. We got decent. We got decent views on there. One hundred percent. You didn't fuck with it like we fuck with Snowfall. Here's the thing. You didn't right? fuck with it like we fuck with like you fuck with other things. I have a million different references of people telling us. I found y'all because I was looking for a Snowfall pod. I found y'all because I was looking for a power pod. No one has ever said I found y'all because I was looking for a rap shit pod. Power pods do better numbers than the rap shit pods. All day. All the powers. All day. All day the fuck long. Even Power Tommy. Yeah. Like, y'all niggas were not watching. And I don't, I don't mean that for the listeners. I literally mean all y'all. <laughs> Everybody. Um, Y'all weren't watching this and supporting it the way that y'all supported it in its failure. And I'm not saying the show was a failure. I'm saying it not returning for a third season. Uh, when you look at the numbers, that failed up at Max, right? And y'all showed up and showed out the minute that failure got announced. Soon y'all didn't do it when the show got announced. So many comments about people saying, man, BET should pick it up. Oh, somebody should pick it up. You never watched it. No. Why would I Why would I invest that? Let's talk about that. I'm BET. I'm Netflix. Why would I go over to Warner? First of all, HBO for the first time just sold rights to an HBO original show when it did Insecure over to Netflix. Like, That's the first time ever. Issa got a deal with HBO. Come on, bro. The first look deal, whatever the deal is. Hey. Why you think I can just take this shit to another network? Fam, if HBO for the first time ever let a streamer buy rights to one of their original shows and brought Insecure, and it was three shows total in the package, but Insecure was the big name. That just happened last year, my nigga. Y'all think that another network is finna be able to come in and not only buy the rights to stream it, but buy the rights to the whole shit and be able to fucking create new content out of it? No, nigga, because if it's that big that it'll give you numbers, we would have put it back up. Like, make it make sense. And if I'm another network and y'all just showed me that y'all refuse to fucking stream this show when it comes out, hmm. I'm not going to buy it and risk it. If another network pick it up, it's going to be lower budget. And if another network picks it up, it's going to be on the fucking clock. And when I say a lower budget, I mean a a literal, the budget is going to be lower. Yeah. Not like it's going to look bootleg. Fam, there's a show called All Rise. It used to be on CBS. It was a great show. Uh, Simone Missick, Dorian Missick wife. She was the lead. It was really fucking good. And after, I think, two seasons... CBS canceled it. It got picked up on the OWN network. Half the staff didn't come back. Why? Lower budget on OWN. Fam, you see how girlfriends look when they got picked up by BET? Girl, the game. I mean the game. Game. Oh, 100%. Like, and though, then did you though, see how it looked when it got picked up by Paramount Plus? Yeah. And guess what? It got canceled on all three. CW, BET, Paramount. All canceled it. And what I mean by, like, for, for sure on BET, like... It looked like a different show. Yeah. BT made that shit glossy as fuck. I still watched it because I was interested. I watched it because this was a fucking a staple show for me at the time. But when it went to Paramount Plus and got canceled and picked up a third time, I watched a few episodes on Paramount Plus. I think it got two seasons over there. Yeah. But it wasn't the same, dog. And I don't know that if it got canceled or if it just not come back after COVID because No, no, no. It got canceled. They announced that last year. That it, it was not happening after their second season on Paramount. So, because you want to know why? Because the streams weren't there. Also, the story is long as hell. Like, 
And the, I'm the not believing he's already he's retired. I'm not believing Malik is still playing quarterback yeah. at this stage from fucking 2008. Like you still now you Brady, you Peyton Manning. Come on, dog. Um, all that to say, y'all weren't watching the shit. And again, I don't mean our listeners because we know that we got listeners who watch the shit and never watch. Or no, 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 no. Pardon me. We have listeners who listen to our pod and never watch the show, That's a fact. which also doesn't help the show. It help us. It helps us, which we appreciate, but it doesn't help the show. And I feel like if if what you think about, um, like shows like this, yeah. Do you think they should make themselves available? This is it's this is sounds self serving. I know it does. That's not what I'm. That's not what I mean. But like, if you don't. If you're not popping out here in the in the streaming streets, yeah, do you feel that you should probably make yourself available to go on different platforms to promote? And like, <sighs> and when I say that, I mean maybe just like virtual, not like yeah, you gotta yeah, go yeah. fly somewhere yeah. or zooms or something like but that. Just like put it out there because like, grab the phone. Like you have to. We now it's so many eyes and so much attention everywhere. How do I know to watch your show? You bring up another thing um, that I thought. So, Rap Shit, originally slated to drop last September. The strike was still going on. So, in the last minute, literally two weeks before the shit was supposed to drop, they announced this is getting pushed back to November because they waiting on the strike so they can be able to promote, right? Once the fucking strike ended and the shit was coming out, I didn't see no extra promotion. Never saw a promotion. I didn't see shit. I just knew the date that this shit was dropping in November. I didn't see you niggas on a breakfast club. Come on, man. Like, I didn't see the run, though. Like, there's a run through the fucking community that y'all have to go on. Because guess what I ain't see y'all on? The breakfast club or this week in culture? Far as I'm concerned, these are the only two shows y'all need to be on. When I see the studio putting money behind something, I, yeah. I know they send them to the breakfast club. Yeah. I know they sent him to Sway in the morning. Yeah. Um they're I know they sent him to daytime. I I know what happens. Yeah. yeah. And like I don't know. It's just it it got really when it didn't drop in September they candy man themselves in a sense, right? Now I get that the strike was a part of that. I just don't know because we've we're already fans of the shit. Yeah. So we already know when it's dropping when it's not dropping. But, like, average person, they don't know when that shit dropping or not dropping. You know what I'm saying? They may or may not, but I know that you don't help yourself with those average viewers when you don't drop when shit said you was going to drop. Because then it's like, oh, shit, by November. Y'all came out during the season where don't nobody put out new shows. I ask this shit all the time. Where do you advertise at? Like, where is the where is the advertising space for people to advertise at to know how do I find out something's coming on? I don't know where I've seen his ad, these ads, but I know I've seen these ads. True Detective on Max. I've seen commercials for True Detective Night Country for the last month. And now through two episodes, um, I know the, the ad push was there. The marketing push was there. I didn't see, now granted, True Detective, four seasons in, a whole different type of budget. I get it. This ain't Easter show. This some shit that HBO put his fucking numbers behind. But y'all aren't helping a show like rap shit if you're not putting numbers up. I think that's why they added these um, ad tiers of these streaming services because, like, man, we gotta promote. We gotta add it. Yeah, like I, it's uh, cheaper, but like we need to we need to promote. Yeah, like how um, do you prom- like so when I'm watching HBO, 
I'm watching stars. I just see promos for all stars or HBO shit. Yeah. On the apps. And that's not, it don't count. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's also um very difficult. And I've said it a million times for a show to get past two seasons. It's hard for a show to get one season because everything is viewed in different times and different time, different circumstances. Like, I guess it depends on the audience. It's rough. Because there's a lot of people that watch TV. Facts that watch their show when it airs. It's a lot of people that still watch Grays when Grays come on. But you want to know why? You know, Grays comes on a fucking cable or regular TV channel. Like Wednesday at ten o'clock, niggas is watching Law and Order. Fam, every week. Matter of fact, last week, all the Chicago shows came back. Dick Wolf gets his shit off every week. Pause. Wednesday is called pause. Wednesday is called Chicago Night. Yeah. Thursday is called Law and Order Night. And on both nights, niggas is in front of the TV from 8 to fucking 11. <laughs> I've, I've said this in the past. Yo, we got to bring back appointment television. Man. Because the idea that I can do it later, it will always get pushed It'll off tomorrow. You. It'll fuck. Bro, if niggas knew, again, we go back to Insecure. Insecure came on Sunday night at, what, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever time it was. And most motherfuckers watched it Sunday at whatever o'clock. We watched it as a family on Twitter. Yeah. When we can talk about a show in real time on Twitter, that that was, that was a time. But you make it real difficult with your new show in its sophomore season when that bitch comes on the app Sunday at 9. But I don't watch it till, oh, it got to build five episodes before I start pressing play. No, because that's half the fucking season gone. And you ain't gave it a stream yet. So if it's a million yous doing that same shit, oh, I got to wait on it? Nigga, it might not be here by the time you get there. Damn, can you imagine putting your blood, sweat, and tears into a project, um, begging the, I don't know what, how it happened, but yeah. this is just the imagine part. Yeah. Uh, like using all your resources and, and, and favors to get something greenlit to get put on, and then you drop all these fucking episodes, and then you're looking at the numbers, and the numbers is not numbering. Man. And then you get canceled, and then all the numbers start numbering. Man. Like, damn, why wouldn't you just watch like, Why y'all wouldn't do that? Dog, when the internet went off, that was the most I've ever seen the internet talk about rap shit. I was everywhere I could be trying to tag niggas to listen to This Week in Culture. Because, hey, when y'all go stream it now, we got the Because run our streams up, too. Because y'all wasn't there when we was trying to run they shit up. Now y'all behind the fucking eight ball, man, and the show is canceled. But um, anywho, man. shout out to uh to Ada. Shout out to uh I think our name Chameleon. That's uh me a name. Um, shout out to Issa. Y'all put out two really good seasons of television. Uh, it was a refreshing Ch- fucking show. Niggas be killing me with these fucking petitions, nigga. <laughs> you can send me a petition all the fuck you want. I ain't doing it, man. Man. Yo, Jay, we need a petition for you to uh put up all the old episodes of. I'm never doing it unless I want to. Ain't no, I don't give a fuck how many people send it. Man. Nigga, man. every Democrat, Republican, and People's Party person can write their name on a ticket to ask me to do anything, and I will say, SMD. Man. I want to. Man. Can't make me. And, like, I just, I feel like people, they pretend to be supportive, but in reality, we don't support till your shit already fucked up. That's really what it is, because this is way deeper than just a fucking TV show. Like, to your point about, hey, this is the rapper dying and then that nigga selling a million fucking albums, dog. Like, Issa been y'all favorite for the last eight years. 
Why y'all ain't support our show when it was live? Like, Issa said, yo, I have a new show I created. I did it off to City Girls, who y'all also claim to love. Like, here's all these, like, things that should have given y'all a reason to run these streams up, and y'all ain't gonna do it. But then the minute it got announced that it failed, you niggas ran the fucking max and ran that bitch up. What? That's crazy. Y'all yeah. needed it to fail to be interested? Yo, Zeke on, Zeke on, um, on Stephen A. Head. You know what's disrespectful? What's up? For Stephen A to sit up there and say that shit on ESPN as if he wasn't a co-worker with Jalen Rose who has a fucking whole school in the city of Detroit mm-hmm. that does fucking amazing mm-hmm. with beautiful black minds with a 100% graduation in college rate. Like, yeah. Like, it's fucking crazy. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, dog, what the fuck, dog? <laughs> Hold on, nigga. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Yo, what Maxie do? <laughs> Yo. Yo, this nigga scored 70 points tonight, dog. Yo, Joel and B, relax, dog. It's 943. Did he stop playing already? That nigga had 70 and 18. <laughs> dog. Games that come on at 7, it still be going on. Hold up. You don't drop 70 and 18, and at minimum, you didn't hit more than fucking, or at max, you ain't hit more than three threes. 60%. Yo, what the, f- this nigga had 70 off all twos? Let me, nah, nah, time out. The pod got to relax for one minute, because Joel Embiid lost his fucking mind. <laughs> High scoring game. Yo, this, this is Clay, this nigga Embiid got 59 points going into the fourth. Well, that nigga, <laughs> he was, <laughs> oh, he went into the fucking fourth. Yo. Bro, this nigga was 24 for 41. Nah, dog. Nah, dog. Something going on. Let me. I got to see how many threes Joel hit, bro. Because if this nigga just was fucking out here, where this nigga MB? MB hit one three. He did 70 off all. T- <laughs> this ain't the comparison. Um, did Shaq ever score 70 points? Uh, I know he had a couple 60 point joints. I don't think Shaq ever, uh, ever got 70. 70, one of them numbers. Like, because people nigga. don't score that much. You Evan think, Booker, Embiid, uh, Wilt, Kobe. Why you think with the amount of threes that people sh- shot, they don't score more points? Because they don't hit them. Niggas don't hit them at a big enough clip. You know what I'm saying? Like, that nigga put up 70 and 18, dog. When, when Harden was going crazy, when Steph was going crazy, yeah. and Clay, I was like, yo, one of these niggas can hit 100 points in a game. A lot of times, too, though. Shit, Kobe could have hit the hundo. Like that game against Dallas where he had the sixty three and three quarters, and that, that nigga could have like, went off. But like this yeah. version of players, yeah, yeah, that was before it was like, yo, no, we scoring big clips. Um, but I also think a lot of times when like the Stephs run them threes up and that nigga hit eight nine threes in a game, typically they be blowing you out, and now them niggas get sat early. Like Joel scored seventy in a close game. Like them niggas end up winning by ten. So I should I should have. I should have. No, we should have did that. We probably should have. <laughs> no, but what the rest of it do though? Fuck yeah. that. Because now I gotta pull up. <laughs> Watch everybody else had eight. And then so the the hold on. Matter of fact, then the fix is go look it up. Uh, right here because I screenshot it. Yeah, he definitely. All right, let me see what. Because the fix is in. Because you'll be like, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a running back tomorrow. Uh, and then, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then oh, we already know. Uh, day four is a wrap. I'm just out into this. Oh, Maxi ain't hit to twenty. Boom. Maxi had eighteen. Good job, Jay. Over. Over. Smart, All right. smart thinking. All right. All right, man. Let's get into uh raising Canaan, man. Um, get the people what they want, what they here to see. Uh episode seven, man. How you felt about it, bro? Man, 
proud of you, stars. Y'all got a really good show, man. And um, for episodes that I, I just going into, like, I don't think I'm going to like this episode. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But like, yeah. uh, I think they, I, I, I enjoy it. And they're making Kane a villain. Yeah. And um, when I when I see myself getting angry at Kane, Kanan, rather. Yeah. Uh, I got to get a writer some credit because they want me to feel that way and I feel that way. Yeah. They're they're getting the intended feeling out of you, right? Yeah. yeah. Even even with when we be like, yo, this Ronnie shit is so weird. Like yeah. I they I I know they want me to feel that way. Yeah. Cuz yeah. you're very deliberate that you want me to feel that way and I'm I'm starting to 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 learn to just give them the benefit of the doubt and like just watch it and enjoy it. Yeah. Instead of watching it to like critique it. And um I I think it's just been good recently, man. Um, now that doesn't mean like every single episode oh, is no, my no, no. favorite episode, yeah. but I just think it's been, it's a really good, it's really good. I really enjoyed this episode. This was one of the first episodes of Raising Canaan where I actually said like that felt quick, like it ended and I was like, damn, it's over. Like when they got to that final scene, um, where they go to, you know, scrap mom's house and then you knew once 50 started talking, all right, this is the last scene. Like, first of all, I want them to remove that for so many reasons, right? One, because he says a lot of random words that don't really have shit to do with nothing. Listen, on a Monday night when it's 948 and you feel just right, another nigga may be feeling wrong. And when a nigga feel wrong, facts, ain't no telling what he'll do. Man, that nigga be like... <laughs> thing about it is it's like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah, the thing about it is <laughs> but like this be my issue though this be my issue for the end of the episode specifically the second you hear that nigga voice you know the episode over like no matter what is about to happen now you're preparing for it right like damn nigga will you shut the fuck up like dog that nigga just likes hearing his own voice and it's 50 got to be one of the most arrogant motherfuckers in the history of entertainment, bro. Because there's no reason for you to talk at the top and the bottom of the episode. Trying to watch this movie. Dog. <laughs> but that said, outside of his fucking narration, man, um, I, I thought this was another great episode. Yeah, you got wrote something out. I thought he actually said that shit, nigga. Oh, no, nigga. That was literally me freestyling. That was, right. nigga, one first verse. I had to, re- I'm like, yo, did he say this shit? All first fucking <laughs> verse, dog. Yo, like Calico was in here yesterday, last night. Shit. Oh, it's up. I told the nigga, like, look, if you go look at that battle and you look at a nigga in the comments arguing with every single person, it's me, my nigga. <laughs> it's me. Dog, I, um... I, I really, the only thing I think I don't like about this season, and it's fucked up because it's such a critical thing not to like, but I legit just don't, I see where they going, I see what they doing. The character of Ronnie Dog, I'm just not into, bro. Like, I'm, I'm not moved like this. It feels like a shtick that's going on too long. Like, that's how, I, when he come on the screen, I'm instantly irritated, bro. I feel like they, um... Are are trying to tone him down um, because they toned they turned it up so long. I think like week over week they're trying to turn him down and be semi normal. Got you. Um, it's just gonna it's gonna take a moment. Yeah, it's I it, the Ronnie character feels like it's dragging. Um, to me, 
I, I've seen a lot of people uh, just super hype about this character and like, oh, what's he going to... I have zero interest in this nigga. Like, the, the, even like the little weird nuances that they try to give him, right? Like in the top of the episode, when they go and snatch a uh, white dog out the apartment and then Ronnie on the way out stops and hangs the coat up that was on the floor and all. Like, y'all aren't making me feel... I don't get none of the shit y'all trying to give me from this character, dog. Um... Now, he did have a couple moments that I was like, okay, that that felt that like that exchange with Famous about his mama missing him. I, they bugged out on that scene. Yo, that scene was excellent. No, what about you is worth being missed, nigga. That nigga <laughs> said, What? That nigga he said, said I'm, her. I'm her son? <laughs> Yo, nigga said, My mama don't like me. And I'm her only, I'm her son. I'm like, damn, that's Yo, fucked up, nigga. This nigga famous is going for the fucking uh, most improved player. <laughs> I'm a famous fan. He, I'm fucking with famous, but I also see famous's downfall. I saw it the second he walked back in his mom crib and he put that gun up there. And then he had that exchange with his mom where he like, yo, I got into some wild shit while I was gone. I'm just happy to be home. I'm just thinking. She like, yo, we're going to forget about that. You want a, you want a new path type shit. Famous mom gonna find that gun. That gun gonna get turned in, and they gonna connect that to that body. Famous guy, and it's gonna be a fucking rap for fame, dog. Getting locked up. I think famous just dies. The only reason I don't think he dies, because if famous, well, this is a wild sentence. This is. This, I think he goes to jail for the body. Yeah, Ronnie gets him killed. Okay, I see that. I like, see him because, like, when you in jail, what if you tell? Yeah. To get some off of what, on some on some shit like Look that. Look at your man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't bet it. Dog. Uh, that nigga said, "Look at that. We found a new." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, getting fucking seventy out of nigga and losing the bet is crazy. That's damn dog. What's so funny is. He made fun of him losing before mm-hmm. he lost. Mm-hmm. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Said, I know what you're going to say in the comments. Nigga, this is in. You got 70 out of nigga on the parlay and lost. <laughs> yeah, that's actually funny. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that gun gets found at Famous Mom's crib. It could be by her. The reason I say by her is because they had the exchange where she basically told that nigga, don't do no more dumb shit. I won't put you out again. You brought a gun with a body back in her crib. She don't know it's a body on it, but I think that's going to get that nigga in trouble. Also, shout out to Famous for like actually like still speaking his mind. Because you could be shook in front. He was still shook. Yeah, yeah. But like, but he wasn't a hoe. He was like, my nigga, because that's my mother. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, Famous's acting in that scene was on point. Because literally the confusion was exactly <laughs> my face on the couch. That nigga said, what Yo, your mama love about you, nigga? You don't, you don't, <laughs> like, see, you don't seem lovable, nigga. Dog. <laughs> like, then, uh, no, nah, Ronnie gave that nigga a bar, though. That nigga said, maybe she missed your voice. Kanan said you like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> it was bars, nigga. <laughs> I ain't a snitch. I just talk a lot. I mean, <laughs> valid. That nigga say. <laughs> That's fucking No, funny. that was funny as fuck. And then like, and then what he's like, Kanan told you that? Cause Kanan, dog. Like, like come on, you bitch ass nigga. What like, the fuck? Bro, 
I you first of all, this fake fucking beef that Kanan got with Famous is also starting to drag. Because guess bit, what, bro. you ain't do. You ain't say shit to your mama, nigga. Come on, nigga. You went over there and got right with the white bitch and uh, told her your mama was a great mom. Come on. And then Famous was like, yo, I'm sure Kanan can vouch for me, nigga. Damn, help me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't love... Kanan's energy with Famous is starting to frustrate me because I don't like Kanan, and I'm starting to like Famous more. So it's really pissing me off. Which is... A nod to the fucking writers. Oh yeah, because they've one hundred percent turned famous into a likable character. When you manipulating the, the 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 viewers' emotion, like you're doing a good job. Yeah, you feel me? Shit, they doing with famous on a lower scale what they did with unique. Yeah, you were completely unlikable for a season and a half, yeah. and then all of a sudden, unique becomes damn near everybody's favorite character. So when they gonna mention this big ass scar that Ronnie has on his head? Ain't nobody gonna say nothing about it. Because like cut right above his eye, he don't look like he's been in a fight. Because my baby daddy is gone. Is he, the shop is beat the fuck up and bloody? Yeah. And then you come in the next day with a fucking gash on your head. I wonder. This is me. Is they keep mentioning the fucking wreckage at the damn tailor shop and all the blood and the violence that was there? I wonder if any of the blood or maybe fingerprints might be Ronnie's. Maybe because the nigga who just got out of prison. It, so come on, no one's looking to put him back in prison. Yo, Ronnie literally got beat to a bloody pulp before he got up and killed Unique. Like he was getting beat the fuck up on the floor. I mean, he has a scar, but like Unique was like, like you look at that scene, that nigga's whole like mouth nose area was full of blood, and Unique was punching that nigga on the floor. So I think it's probably blood on the floor, and it's probably Ronnie's. This is a quick investigation. When I watched that replay, I didn't realize that Ronnie beat that nigga up and then was like checking his pager while he was walking away and shit. Yeah. Or Unique. Yeah. 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 No, Unique 100% turned his back on life. You (laughs) know, why? (laughs) On life. Uh, Why did that nigga Unique think fight over? (laughs) Like, we done. And they saying Unique is dead so many times that I don't think Unique is dead. So we said, I don't know, two episodes ago. That, yo, the way that they're talking about it and the way they keep saying, we don't have a body, we don't have a body, we don't have a body. And Joey Badass's reason for leaving, yo, I had to go on tour, I had to tour my album, I had to promote, I had to do this. I feel like they're leaving it open for that nigga to pop up a season from now. Like, on some, like, end of season four, Unique you know, going to be at the You know what we haven't seen? Of an obituary. Nigga, well, shit, even as far as this episode. No, no, the, no, 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 no. no. The oh, social media. on the social media obituary, it I got you. It ain't, it's always a social media obituary. Every power death. From, and I feel like they from be making Holly them. to Angie. I feel like they be making them bitches. Because how else they circulate? Like on that scale. The next day, knowing they birth dates yeah. and everything. Like so, we just didn't do one for the unique. And nigga, when the when the little uh, Chinese lady said in the fucking store, like nigga. <laughs> They still ain't found a body. I'm like, how she know this nigga ain't been found? Like, they're leaving it open, and I think they're being obvious with it. Um, But I also want to maybe, I don't know, see. I know Omar Epps or Detective Howard mentioned, like, hey, they ain't necessarily looking to fucking, like, solve a unique, like, murder. Like, that nigga wasn't the cop's biggest fan or nothing, but nigga, you still have to solve the murder. (laughs) Like... Nigga, you can't just go to a major tailor shop in Queens that's clearly been fucked up 
it's bone fragments and brain shit all over the place, blood all over, the, and nobody investigate. They just say, "Oh, he probably did." Nigga, it don't work like that. Y'all have to go find this nigga, bro. Cause like I'm, I'm, I've never been to detective school. Okay, but okay, if a violent criminal, yeah, gets released on a technicality, yeah, and gets placed. In Unique's house, and then Unique's get beat to death. Yeah, they don't send the PO nigga over there or nothing. Nah, like nah. yo, you y'all want to investigate? We just send the violent nigga to this house, and then the nigga who live in that house ends up getting beat to death. Yeah, and bloody. And I mean, it again. This is a very also. Hey, Pernessa, dog. Easiest fucking easiest nine one one call you could ever make. Hey. My husband. First of all, you ain't even reported the nigga missing. Side note, uh, you should just leave. You and the kid, because Ronnie's fucking them crazy. And if you call the police on Ronnie, he's gonna kill you. You got to know this. This whole again, more shit that I'm just like, dog, y'all dragging it. Now Ronnie just know where her mama stay. You know where my mama stay, know where your mama stay. That nigga just at her mom's crib, popped up, right? Boom. She ain't see him. Ronnie knows everything. Come on, dog. Like I'm just I'm not I'm not buying it, bro. He know what Canaan stay. <laughs> Literally. No one know where Canaan stay, dog. Canaan doesn't have mail there. It wasn't Canaan's crib. How you, you know where Canaan stay and that wasn't Canaan stay? You know famous, nigga? Come on, dog. <laughs> you know where famous was staying? Like, famous famous didn't even have a lease. <laughs> he was there on fucking uh You can't have a lease with a 17-year-old kid. <laughs> nigga, you can't have a lease when you ain't paying Crown Camacho was paying for this. That with studio was- time. <laughs> There was no paperwork on this apartment, but you knew Famous stayed there. The fact that I got kicked out of my own apartment is fucking crazy. So you knew Famous' real name was Sean? Like, come on, Ronnie. You didn't know this shit, bro. Yo, Kanan kicked Ronnie out of his own crib. Then Ronnie, or Famous out of his own crib. Then Ronnie kicked Pernessa out of her shit. Uh, fuck, this fucking crazy. Ronnie kicked Pernessa out to not get no pussy. Now, did that kissing shit, that shit look wild. Also, shit we predicted, right? We said that shit. Oh, yeah, that she was going to try to give him some buns for sure. Um, Yeah, uh, little, what's her name? Ortega Bodega? Uh, Bodega. Yeah, she was <laughs> she like, yo, what you, why the girl, why the bitch from the Bodega down here? Can you imagine it? Everybody knows, yo, calling her no Bodega. One knows, no one knows what she's into. Nah. Right? Nah. Because, like, yo, why the cashier from 7-Eleven? <laughs> oh, here, dog. We don't got bodegas, okay? Yo, Yo, why the chick from the liquor store down here? What's funny, what if our nigga from the 7-Eleven bought a pod was just like yeah. at your homegirl crib, yeah, dog? that's wild. No, that'll be the wildest shit ever because he yeah. a wild nigga, bro. Yeah. Um, y'all gotta yo. If you are in the Metro Detroit area, please go to the 7-Eleven on fucking Lincoln, uh, off don't. Greenfield. Don't. No, go look for our homie. And I promise you, if you in there five minutes, you'll know exactly what nigga we talking about if he at work. Um, real quick. Somebody presented this theory like two or three weeks ago, actually. And at first I was like, yo, y'all bugging. You remember when Ronnie and Unique went to the club and them two girls was dancing on him? And he was like, fuck off me. I don't, I hate bitches dancing on me, which I ain't mad at. Hey, I don't want y'all on me neither. Now I got to smell like a girl when I go home. Fuck out of here. But on that episode, I seen like a thread of people like, yo, Ronnie might be gay. <laughs> but the way that that nigga stopped all girls, she like, yo, I want to make you feel good. I want you to make me feel good. <laughs> And that nigga Ronnie was like, <laughs> I've never seen this happen before. Ronnie life, was like, "Don't touch." Me. I imagine <laughs> that's what it looks like when a woman's raping a man. 
because he didn't look like he was. He was dog. Only thing Ronnie did that looked kind of like he might have been okay with what was happening was take his glasses off. <laughs> and I'm like, as a glasses wearer, I'm like, he probably just did that because it was fogging up because you all in my face. Because other than that, that shit looked weird. Was Ronnie she, didn't want nothing. To, she was kissing him. He was not kissing him, her back. Kissing somebody and them not kissing you back. Not like a pet, but like nah. trying to. Oh, that shit is like. Bill Cosby level. Man, man. Um, we got a couple voice notes, man. I wanna uh I wanna see what the what the folks is talking about. First up, yo, my dog Ern put the title of this shit is in Spanish, and I'm not even gonna try to understand what he mean. I'ma just let him get his shit off. Ern, what up? What up, NJ? Shaman Hearn just here to send a quick voice note in. It's like five in the morning here, so excuse the sleepy voice. I'm 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 not even on that with y'all. I'm not even on that. Cause I done told you fifty eleven times while coming through with the sweat hotel voice, man. Stop it. But I had to get this in real quick, cause I know y'all probably gonna what? record either today, tonight, something like that. So I had to get in this thought real quick. Um, Ronnie. I don't know who or why they thought we wanted to see him get sexual on screen. That's just that's just a thought that never crossed my mind, never wanted to. But for some reason, the power writers, you know, it's bad enough on the last show they gave us the um, Chinese cop and what's the name sex scene. Well, nobody want to see certain people getting down right on certain shows. But now we got Ronnie and Juliana getting freaky deaky. And it's like, OK, cool. You want to have a love life or whatever, that's fine. But we don't got to see them all on screen. However, I will say this, though. I don't know if y'all spent some time on her Instagram or if y'all know too much about her, but Juliana's character, um, that actress used to be on Orange's New Black like 10 years ago or so. And when she was on there, they used to pop up all the time at like events and shit. Look her up. Because um, they got her looking crazy on the show. But I guarantee you, if y'all see her in real life, she kind of easy on the eyes now. You know, she 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 all right there. She all right there. So if y'all want to show her by herself doing something, that's fine with me. But just leave Ronnie out of it. Kanan, stop being a dickhead. Famous, stop being a bitch. If Kanan come at you one more time, you still got the strap. Just shoot him real quick. Nothing major, you know what I'm saying? Take him out. He ain't going to take him out. But do something to show you a man. Because right now you're getting probably kicked out of your own place like a little bitch. That's not fly. But I'll holler at y'all later, fellas. Peace out. No, nah, that's not her. That's 1,000%, Julian. Before we did. Uh, that's not her. It can't be. I, I watched Orange is the New Black. Yo, Ford me that as well. Uh, <laughs> I watched Orange is the New Black until they killed Pussy. Oh, man, I forgot when they killed Pussy. I never went back after that. Yo, speaking of, I, li- uh, I, I literally never went back. Um, hold on, no, that's not just no, no fucking that's way. That's one hundred percent. No fucking way. One hundred percent. Yo, yo, special effects is a motherfucker. Uh, special effects in here. Should do it every time, dog. Every fucking time. Um, N- no fucking way, dog. That's crazy, dog. All right. You own yeah. something. You own something. <laughs> hey, Iron, dog. We pulled up Juliana's uh, page so Jay could spend some time. And um, it looked like time well spent, yo. It really do look like time well spent. Now, I am noticing something. What's that? 
No, never mind. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, Aaron, that was one of the most unnecessary makeout scenes that I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> that was rape. <laughs> that was sexual assault. That man was not. He didn't even move. That was definitely San Antonio. That was that was SA for sure. Um, because if you kissing a nigga and that nigga ain't even moving his mouth, like he just sitting there letting you kiss him in the mouth, but his mouth not move. His mouth wasn't even open. That feel like yeah, sexual assault. That's that's San Antonio for sure. Yo, this is fucking amazing. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? How'd they do this? Yo, man. Um, I'm very uh now I'm rooting for Julian. <laughs> Juliana, dog, you just gained two new fans. You get the fuck out of here. Now nah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Off the black and white. That's crazy. Juliana, man, <laughs> we are supporters. We are here with you. Um. Anyway, so even though we called the whole Juliana shit, whatever, as far as him getting romantic. When Pernessa interrupted the makeout session, that nigga face be funny, bro. Um, when Pernessa interrupted the makeout session, she was like, look, I'm just here to get some shit for Jerome. I'm about to go back to my mom's. Whoa, whoa. She go to the back and uh, Juliana was like, hey, nigga, you need to handle her. And that nigga like, man, Pernessa ain't nobody. She don't want nothing. Like, shit ain't that deep. And Juliana pressed like, nah, you can't have no enemy, especially when it's family. You think this nigga going to do something? You think Pernessa out of there? Percussion is getting the fuck out of here. Um, I think she going to move, like, out of New York. Yeah, she going to. I don't think Ronnie's going. He might attempt to go kill her, nigga, but I don't think she going to be there. You can't kill a citizen. Yeah. Like, killing niggas in the game is one thing. Yeah. I mean, you can, Yeah, right? But, like, but the two niggas you killed was in the game. Oh, no, stop Asian hate, bro. Oh. No, they got to stop Asian hate. They got. I, I want them to stop that though. Um, <laughs> but I understand it. Yeah, but, uh, I, I need y'all to stop doing that. They got to stop Asian hate, bro. I don't. I don't want them. Um, you can't kill. You you killed uh, the nigga from the wire. Uh, what was his name? D'Angelo uh, Barksdale. Oh, uh, 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 oh, shit! What was his name? What was his name? Gabe, uh, came. God damn it. It's a Muslim Him. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that was his own. Dean. Dean. Dean, yeah. Kill Dean. Kill Ron. I mean, you killed Unique. Um, shout out to uh, how Kanan, when Juke came over and hold him, mm. uh, he's like, I can talk to her too. And nigga said, nah, you, you, you ain't gonna talk to nobody in my family, nigga. Like, let's keep it clear. Me and her might be at odds, but but that's why I ain't like how he handled famous. Cause yeah. nigga, step up for your man too, dog. Like And I saw him when he was looking back at famous, looking at Ronnie getting grilling yeah. famous, and famous was like, yo, like, I know where you at, nigga? I know Kanye can vouch for me. Then he kind of stepped in, like, all right, my yeah, nigga. Like, like chill. Right. But it's like, nah, dog. The minute that nigga said something about you. And that's your cousin. So Juke is dead. Yo. Juke was right. And the look Ronnie was looking like, well, wait a minute. Yo. Juke just went up in my favorite character list. All her scenes this episode, I think she bodied, my nigga. She's doing an excellent job she this season. Body. Yeah, facts. Um, 
dog, when she came in that motherfucker, first of all, when she came down the hall and the niggas tried to stop her, ain't no bitch in me, get nigga. Get the fuck off me, you bitch ass nigga. They like, we asked where you was going. And I didn't tell you, motherfucker. Like, what's goody? I like juke attitude, dog. Because this juke is on some righteous shit. Juke. Only scene she pissed me off in was with the fucking uh, military advisor, career advisor, nigga. No, I kind of felt that, though. Because, like, as a, I mean, I'm I'm an adult. Like, as a kid, like, I don't know what these fucking words mean, my nigga. You said, y'all came down there and said, yo, we going to get y'all to do such and such to get a, y'all going to do something that I can get a good job and I can make some money. Nigga, that's nah, what I'm interested in. Nah, Juke got to quit coming down there and telling us what we said at the high school. Nigga, bitch, we know we said. We know how the fuck we came down there, nigga. It's 1992 also, by the way. Yeah. Um, based upon Tennessee that was on the radio, which was released in 1992. Mm-hmm. And shit. Take no. me to another place. I wonder if they got a, a soundtrack for uh Dang, I'm going to have to go back and like listen to Like a Raisin Canis soundtrack? To go, remember what I used to do for... Uh, Snowfall, I would take all the songs that oh, played and then in just the put them together. Yeah, yeah, I might have to do that for Raising Canaan. Yeah, um, I I like something that that Juke said to Canaan, dog, when she told him, uh, "This ain't you. You still just like this. Don't make you a man. You still a scared little boy trying to prove to your mom you a man. Because that's really where all this is derived from." And when Ronnie kind of looked like Ronnie was eating them Cheerios, like she might be right. Yeah. I'm going to take advantage of it because I'm going to make me some money off this little young nigga. But she might be right, dog. She might be fucking right. Um, Pod Faves, Kente, the Rosser family, they didn't sent the voice note in, man. Let me see what uh, he said live from MGM Grand. It sounded like my dog was out there getting money. Kente, what up? Jay. Yo, <laughs> slot machine dead in your ear <laughs> soon as you press play. What's up, fellas? Apologize for the noise in the background. If you haven't figured it out by now, we on the road. You know what I'm saying? Coming to you live from MGM, Las All Vegas. From Las Vegas. You know, but uh, oh, that MGM. When the yeah, <laughs> you went down. Nah, nah, they went. They ain't in Detroit. First of all, Kentan them was in Detroit. When you said MGM, I automatically that ain't that crazy. If yeah. somebody say MGM, I automatically think downtown Detroit yeah. and not Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, now, if nah. you say MGM Grand. Well, yeah, then I'm going. If you call the shit downtown MGM Grand, you're not from here. All right. Back to the voice note. What Yo, up, fam? And we did want to weigh in. And I hate to say I told you so, but I think I did tell you so with the whole Ronnie and Juliana situation. I saw that one coming Big a mile away. She had a little twinkle in her eye when she met uh, Ronnie that one time. But uh, I don't have much to say. Man, the episode I thought was really good. Um, I also think that uh, Lou is a dirtbag for what he did and how he did it. That's the wife he just pointed out to me. Uh, Scrap Mama didn't even come to him. He went to her. And what do what did he expect her to do with the information he provided that he had to get off his chest? And because he couldn't deal with the guilt, now he went out and did more dirt and more guilt for him to deal with. So who knows what's to come of him? But he was a dirt bag uh, for that, uh, all in all. Definitely agree with that. I feel like it's very bold 
how everything has turned out with scrap in the first place we already know that scrap was not a snitch he got killed mistakenly um, because they were under impression that he was doing something that he wasn't and he was very loyal and now Lou went to his mom to confess it and she got killed over that so I just think it's uh I mean obviously the drug game a very is a very dirty game but I just think it's pretty bold how things turned out with Scrap and his family and um Lou is steadily going downhill um with the alcoholism and everything and making mistakes and everything so since now that he's done that I'm sure he's you know back um in the game with Rock and Marv or whatever so the three of them will be back together as a team again in the game um I think that Ronnie is <laughs> still being Ronnie being crazy doing crazy stuff I didn't see the Juliana and Ronnie thing initially like hubby did but um clearly he was right and um that was a very awkward looking <laughs> situation between the two of them but you know whatever works I guess and um I'm thinking that now Ronnie is considering killing Pernessa or whatever um because he you know because of what Juliana said to him um that he should be concerned about her so I hope he doesn't but I feel like he definitely is so um I guess we'll find out find out what happens with that on the next episode and then Kanan um I guess he's a big gangster now with his uh <laughs> his entourage at the apartment and everything protecting him and you know and all the stuff he got going on with Ronnie um so that that's you know um that was interesting to see and you can also see they're making him a lot more gangster than he has been in the past with how he treated the girl how he's uh, at the movies Aisha um how he's now dealing with her friend um his interactions with Juke and um with Ronnie and uh with Famous and everything so he's really taking on that role um so you know that i guess it is what it is so now i'm just interested to see how rock is going to take the information that juke gave her to deal with Kanan. so now that she knows he's in the game and dealing with heroin and all of that and all the big uh big names we'll see how that plays out and i think that's where we're gonna close it and jay i heard you say something a while ago so uh by the time you get this message we won't be in Vegas. Uh, I heard you say a while ago, by the time you post about where you at, you ain't there no more. Come on, now. So by the time y'all get this, we'll be back. Uh, back, back in at, the deal. Yeah, back at the crib. But, hey, man, as always, we're going to kick back and enjoy the show and listen for y'all analysis. And we holler at y'all next time, man. Peace. All right, Jay and I. Until next time. Peace. Peace, fam. Um, yo, yo, this is such a family, dog. No. I, this week of culture is like... Man, this shit warms my heart. I love the two of them. First of all, um, I hope y'all y'all was able to travel back safely. I know the Big weather fans. been crazy. Um, yo, man, they brought up something that I wanted to kick it with you about. Uh, Kanan and Aisha at the movie theater. <laughs> yo, why he just turned into that dog like that, Nick? 
I mean, look at the company you keep, though. Yeah. You think you untouchable. Mm. You got nobody. You ain't never had a father in your life. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Well, you, for like two and a half weeks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But you ain't never had a father in your life. All of your male figures are murderers and killers. Including uh, your father. Your mom is your mom. And now you you, you showing out. You rebelling. And look at Man. the people that you hanging with, right? Man. Now, I don't think any of them told you, like, to get really touchy feely with a woman, yeah. but nigga, you didn't hit a mama and a daughter before. So like, yo, I seen a nasty nigga on Twitter talking about man. All he did was reach up her shirt and touch her rib, and she started tripping. I was like, bro, that's that's San Antonio, dog. Like a sexual assault, my nigga. Like chill, that's like even a, my nigga. Like come on, come on, dog. But uh, I mean, you just a whole ass nigga though. Yeah, because yeah. you you a whole ass nigga. For three reasons. Okay. How you do your man fame. Come on. You a whole ass nigga. Factual. How you moving with Juke. Yeah. You a whole ass nigga. Told Juke, next time call me before you come. Bitch. One, I don't got to call you before I come. Pause. Two, you knew I liked this girl from the jump and you jumped in. Yeah. Yeah. Three... Now you trying to get and you trying to get on her her best friend. You a yeah. whole ass nigga. I told you specifically because off top, you knew I liked it her and you tried to get on anyway. You asked what was up with her and you knew I wanted her. You but said, "Hey, she a nice girl. Don't fuck her over." And nigga, I got a lot riding on this group. You a whole ass nigga because how you did your man's. You a whole ass nigga for how you did your cousin. Your cousin. And you a whole ass nigga for getting freaky with the bitch. I'm sorry. That sounds really uh, freaky with the young lady. You getting freaky with a young lady and she's saying no. And now you're going to have her walk home by herself or catch you catch the bus or you catch the trans, whatever she fucking said, whatever he said. And then, you know, then you went and go get the other girl. Like, come on, man. Yeah. You just a all around unhonorable nigga. Yeah. I, um, and you I'm, the type of nigga that'll kill your son. I'm never going to be a fan of a nigga Cause you ain't get no pussy now. Your whole vibe and changed with the girl. Like first of all, nigga, you, you about up to fuck in the theater? You was finna get off in the theater. Like I you're mean, not. You, no, but Kanan not built like. Well, I don't know. He did fuck a mom daughter combo. Um, but he wasn't built like that. You went up fucking the mom and fucked it all up. You couldn't even keep her freaky little pedophile ass. I don't like that. That happened. That was very. That was also Stephen A. Smith. It was too. It was too pedophile ish. It was a lot because I mean, low key, your dad pedophiled your mom. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. It's a lot of pedophilic behavior. And then this episode, it's a little sexual assault. Remember, we was talking about that no, heavy no, last it's, year. It's San Antonio happening around this bitch. These Fucking San Andreas <laughs> in this motherfucker. Now these niggas are Spurs. You know what I'm saying? Um, bunch of Tim Duncan's around this motherfucker, dog. But. Also, not only did you handle the shit in the theater like a hoe-ass nigga and you let her fucking go, talking about, you know how to catch the train? All right, you a hoe-ass nigga. But then you went and fucked the fucking bandmate, my nigga? Apparently, Stephen A. didn't cop the plea already. I seen some shit about that. Like, yeah. But, like, nigga, you went and fucked the bandmate, dog. And why her little freaky, horny ass so ready for the world, nigga? Like, what's she on, dog? All girl told her to stand out, be the fucking leader of the group, and then she... Drop that thing. Yo, that was another scene I like with Juke. When Juke kind of peeped game that Kanan was getting on, 
And then Kanan and Aisha uh, slid off to the theater. Juke told old girl, like, hey, bitch. She with Kanan. She with Kanan. Yo, but when she was like, <laughs> she said, who, puke box? <laughs> <laughs> you juke box, she puke box. <laughs> Yo, no, nah, whoever wrote that was in they fucking bag. <laughs> That's like when, when was my car fire called nigga a poop butt? <laughs> a little poop butt. <laughs> nigga Dog. Said, jukebox. Nah, you puke box. So or you jukebox, she puke box. So she anorexic and shit. That's, that's what she's trying to get so, to. Because at first, literally the second she threw up, Shorty was like, oh, Kanan got her pregnant. I was like, Me, I, I legit felt like, oh shit, nigga, morning yep. sickness. Dog. And then when Juke was like, hey, you've been doing a lot of that lately. And she was like, I'm, I'm working on it, Juke. I was like, oh no, she uh, anorexic. Yeah. Like, I ain't, but damn, I'm like, oh shit. I legit really? like, oh shit, well, this is where the baby came from. Yo, um, because you remember the internet put that theory out there, even though I looked it up and the names was different, but I still, they had me thinking for a second. Um, so Juke and the, and the group got a little uh, show coming up, opening up for Shanice in the mall at the Garden Theater or Garden, uh, whatever mall over in Jersey. Um, it's almost like week to week, I'm waiting on the thing that's gonna happen that's gonna drop. fuck this up, dog. Because yeah. Juke's life and Marvin's life, we finna get into Marvin in a minute. It's going too right, bro. Man, I was so I didn't I didn't like the Marvin, uh, saving two white girls cooking dinner and making, making cookies. cookies and that's shit. That's unbelievable. Like, yeah. that's that's a, that's a they, that's they too, took. That's they took too, the arc and went too far. That's too yeah. much of a like. Yeah. He cook. He making cookies now. Saving them from sitting in the cold in the car. And I could have believed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go off on your off top. You wouldn't have sat there with that nigga and made dinner and cookies though. No, nah. like that's just a lie. And then you you made dinner and cookies, but then you sat down and ate a handful of uh, also frost cornflakes. Nigga, you sell the same drugs you use. Come on now. So come on. And you finna sell more. Y'all expanding. Now, something hit me. When I rewatched this episode, talking about Marvin, um, don't <laughs> take this mic home. <laughs> don't come back to something dope hits you. <laughs> Tank top screaming loud. <laughs> I don't bitch. You. Bitch you. Um, Ronnie, I don't bitch you. So this hit me, dog. Ronnie be geared up. <laughs> hey, Ronnie. Outside of the glasses, Ronnie got on all my fashions out here, nigga. That nigga uh, dressed like the nigga that Drake was mocking. Oh, uh, I went to the nigga page the other day after I, I was like, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, and that was then I was, I'm like, oh shit, I do remember. I, I do remember me making fun in this video. Ronnie dressed like George Costanza, dog. And then I uh, went through my man. I'm like, oh, so this a this a thing he do. Um, it's interesting. So we've talked a lot all season about Marvin's, like, ascension, right? Like, how his character has just kind of turned it full 180. And then you think about everybody that Marvin's in touch with, right, and kind of the direct... No matter what, Marvin be holding Rock down. Now, Marvin for Rock then turned into what Lou got introduced as, right? Like, when some shit, shit need to get done, Marvin do the doing now. Um, Look at Lou. Hey, nigga, I don't want to be in the game. I'm fucked up. I'm depressed. I just want to open this club. Marvin's supporting that shit. You look at Juke. I done got behind my daughter. I'm holding her down, and I accept her sexuality. Like, I'm being a good dad. I'm being a good brother to both my siblings. Nigga, Marvin and Kanan do not interact no more. They have had no interaction since, like, maybe episode one. Yeah. Like, and, and I don't think it's a shocker that the direction Kanan life going in. Well, when would I see Kanan? 
Because he's not at my... I mean, I would only run into Canaan while I went, when I go see my sister. But I'm saying it's very fucking... It's interesting that, yo, everybody life... Marvin is, like, supporting and, like, everybody kind of going in, like, a good direction. Or at least they trying. Um... And then you got Kanan who's going the opposite direction. And he the only one who ain't having Marvin in his life right now. So what do you think is about to happen? Do you think Kanan is get, <laughs> is getting with all these folks and going through that life? Or do you think auntie and uncle and them going to put an end to that shit and kill them niggas? Oh, no, no, no. I think Rock and Marvin and potentially Lou are about to go to war with Kanan and Ronnie. And the, I don't think it's going to be an intentional war. In the preview, it looks like... They don't know that we're yeah, selling against each other. Because when, when Marvin snatches dog off the motorcycle, clearly that's one of Kanan delivery niggas. Yeah. I don't think it's a fucking uh, a mistake that the Asian dude told Rock, yo, half the reason fucking unique shit was moving too slow for what I need to do I'm trying to move work throughout the city, and apparently that's a hard job to do around this bitch. When you notice that the competition, who is going to turn out to be your son, is doing this shit by moving work through the city, and you figuring it, yo, they about to go to war unintentionally. Well, dog. shit, when I, now I got 20 restaurants, I don't got to move shit. All y'all niggas come to me. Well. But it looks like another nigga already do, running that play. It looks like play. another nigga is running that play, and you could see what she initially tried to do. Was go get in with the fucking uh, restaurant supply company because y'all can move to work to the restaurant. I don't have to budge, my nigga. Put it on y'all trucks. Boom, it's part of the shipment. But they was on some racist shit. Nah, we don't fuck with the non Chinese. Um, that said, I think when Rock go down there to talk to uh Snaps and Pop, and they tell her, "Yo, that's nigga, crazy. yeah, that's wild." That she they was named like, them that. and and I forget what Juke called them niggas. You know. Crispy popping them niggas. Yeah, like, like the bank rob. No, Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, on some bank robbery. Oh, they shit. fucking with snaps and pop. Like, yo, Rock was literally shocked. Like, dog, my son is that deep. I mean, you've been teaching him the game. Come on, man. You've been teaching him the game, but you didn't want to bring him in. Well, so you fucking with niggas who bringing him in. First, he didn't. You wanted. First, he wanted to be in. I didn't want him in. Yeah. Then you wanted him in, and then he didn't want to be in. Now you yeah. want to be in. Like, nigga, put your right foot in, put your right foot out. Yeah. And, I mean, Cannon forced his way into the game by killing the motherfucker over some blocks that had already been negotiated. Um, He started all this shit. Yeah, he fucked the whole shit up. But that said, um, I think that when they go to war against each other, it's going to be casualties on both sides, but I don't necessarily think the casualties is going to be deaths, right? But I, I think Rock going to get weak because something's going to happen. Marvin's going down on this Fed shit. And Omar Epps, Rock talks herself right out of Omar Epps help, helping her by doing that same shit she always do, dog. When they met up in the garage and he was like, yo, he's telling her about Lou and he was like, this is your fuck up. And she like, nah, this Lou fuck up. He like, nigga, yo people, yo fuck up. And then she goes... Nah, nigga, only reason you concerned because you fucked up with Scrap giving us that bad intel, telling us he was a snitch when it was his mama. So you worried about us dropping the ball because don't forget, I could take you down with me. Like, you got to threatening that nigga when really all you had to do was say, I talked to Lou. Also, that like, was it. My nigga, you know, we not, but we, we don't really have a reason to be beefing. Like, bruh, this is not. But when you start threatening that nigga and then your next question like, is, oh, what's up with that Fed shit? Oh, shit, low key. 
she haven't had the conversation with him that that's his father. I know he knows it because he told him. Yeah. But have they all three had that conversation? No, you remember that's why Kanan was still mad. Oh, no, no, no. Kanan's still mad because she uh, won't admit that they killed Scrap. Yeah, but they all have all three of them had a conversation like, nigga, this your daddy. Maybe at the beginning of the season? Because, I'm kind of forgetting now. Because I remember one of them snaps or pop or crackle uh, said, yo, nigga, he said, re- referenced their father being, but being, um, uh, uh, Defcon. Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't remember the face he made. Man. I know he made a face, but I don't know if, I don't know. I know hey. he knows that that's his, who his father is, right? Yeah. But I don't remember if Rock and him had a conversation about it as well. Yeah, I can't remember for sure, but I know Rock need to, she put her fucking foot in her mouth, dog. When you got a nigga down there that's literally helping you, like on the floor, I know Omar Epps is a lot of whole ass niggas. But he is helping you, dog. He has stepped in. He really when you ain't need nothing bad. Or well, outside of being a pedophile, um, oh, can't be a pedo. That just don't work. But when that nigga say, as soon as he seen Scrap Mom, he hopped right into action. Right then, his second step was to come tell you what Lou did. So, nigga, when I tell you all this shit, and then you threaten me with, "Hey, I still got info on you. Don't forget that." Your next question can't be, oh, but what's up with that fed shit? Because now I'm going to tell you, oh, they don't got nobody. They ain't even got nobody of interest. Nigga, whole time, your brother on the line. The brother that's actually helping you right now. That nigga is a prime suspect. And I can't tell you because you talking to me crazy. Rock going to get enough of talking to people crazy. That's where she fuck up. She start going wild. That's how she lost Symphony. Symphony got the fuck on because you ain't going to keep talking to me like you lost your mind, bro. Also... But Howard pulled up on her talking to her like, nigga, you keep fucking up. Like, oh, yeah. Howard came in hot. So but nigga, also feel it because, yo, dog, your brother did some. What is Lou on? This nigga don't even remember. Yo, don't. That's, all right. You crazy. was blackout drunk over there confessing murders? Like. Come on, bud. You ain't even remember. Dog. And like Marvin, when Marvin hemmed him up. He looked like he was scared of Marvin. Because he genuinely didn't. Imagine your big brother coming in who been supporting everything you're doing. And him and you up on some real murder shit. And you like, dog, what the fuck is wrong with you? Whole time you done confessed to being an accessory to some shit. Oh, oh you going to handle this shit. Dog. And to 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 Earn's point, yo, I didn't ask for that shit, nigga. You went to her house. Yeah. Had her involved. Got her involved. And now she got to get killed. Yeah. Dog. We got one more voice note, and then like uh, Howard, I'm, you can't clean everything up, my nigga. Yeah, this like uh, you involved in way too much shit, and it's it's gonna turn. Howard, on first soon. of all, this might be the hottest move you ever put your, attach yourself to. Soon as she came down, you intercepted the combo from the other uh, detective, which I know why you did that. But then within twenty four hours, she didn't got shot in the forehead. Come on, bro. Like, come on, bro. Now, granted. She, she ain't tell talking. the other detective what or who told her, which was good because he don't know Lou Thomas. But God, yeah. All right, uh, we got a new voice note from a new listener. Uh, shout out to the homie DG. I'll, I'll never say the governments unless they say it themselves. But uh, said sent a voice recording to the wrong email first. My bad, new listener. I think this might be from last week. It says episode six, but I'm going to play it anyway uh, just because you sent the first one to the wrong email. So, Finally, I'm spending time with my favorite podcast. <laughs> Come on, now. Nah. It is your boy, Barry Blanco Jr. 
No, nah, I'm bullshit. It's your boy Dev. What up, Dev? Raising Canaan episode six was a big old fest of fuck rock. Did y'all see the look in Canaan's eyes when everybody was like, fuck rock? Yeah, <laughs> fuck like it looked like he seen hope. You look like he seen like joy. Like whatever you were seeking like kids walking into a candy store, that's when he seen when everybody was like, fuck rock. And why is Kanan so cool? And like, yeah, man, like, everybody talking about Unique dead or whatever. Can't nobody find Unique. But he's so like, yeah, I can link up with Ronnie. Like, shit, you saying fuck Ronnie? Fuck my mama, shit. Everybody else saying fuck my mama. It's like, on some sexy red shit, fuck my baby daddy. It's like that. <laughs> it, it, that's how I felt watching it. And he was ready to just jump that's on anything Ronnie said, yeah, it's time to get to work, little nigga. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Yo, the I boss. Still do, Cause she didn't show no fear. She didn't show no fear. The same no fear she had in OG Power. She's showing that right now. Looking at Ronnie weird ass. And when she was naming, like, nah, he said work, he said work, he do this. And you know what I'm saying? Like, all that type of jazz. All that type of stuff. And, um, <laughs> I need somebody to put Lewis part. It's Tom, his. His, his arc or whatever they got going for Louis Dan, like him, his one conversation with his sister to come over the edge where he starts drinking and he goes to Scrappy Mama's house and like, yeah, I, it's, my, it's my fault. It's my fault. Like, I can't stop like that. You know what I'm saying? On some old shit. Like, he crying like he lost, a, like, like he lost his best wench. You feel me? And like, Not it didn't make wench. no sense to me. It didn't make no sense to me in that, yeah. that, that part right there. It didn't, make no, it didn't make no sense to me when that dude came into the park and was like, hey, I knew you. You Tony D. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Tony D is like two, like, damn, that's man, first season. Why the hell you just, yeah, you used to always be around Tony D. And I'm like, all right. And then now, like, looking into Marvin, I'm like, well, his art, well, he's going to be dead or in jail with that shit. And now they got Officer Howard looking into Marvin and stuff like that and Rob getting back into the game and all that type of stuff. Like, yeah, she realizing, like, I am who I am in this world. Like, I still work. I'm the best at it. And now it's time to get back on. Like, how is that going to look? How is that going to look like? Ronnie, like, can still work with Ronnie? Rock getting back in the game. So it's going to be like, am I going to take my son out? Or what's going to happen? Like, Powers doing that power shit again. You're doing that power bullshit again. And I ain't here for it. So, I just want to hear y'all guys' thoughts. I mean, like I said, this is my first time sending one again since the last, since Snowfall final episode. And I just want to hear y'all guys' thoughts and get my get my thoughts off about the episode. So, y'all guys keep doing y'all good work. And y'all stay up. Hey Dev, man, we appreciate that. That was a good ass first voice note, man. You came through like you've been. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you tried to send one through and it didn't well, go to the right email. But, he, did a, he said he did a snowfall voice note. Yeah, but that was. Oh, but that was on the. Yeah, that was on the joint. Um, yo, man, we appreciate that. You came through uh, like a like a a vet in the voice note game, man. Um, and I'm titling this episode his best wench. Because that was fucking funny, dog. Um, yo, it, so the voice note was about episode six, but all that shit ran over into this episode, man. Uh, your man Lou, huh? 
I posted on the pod last week the picture of fucking uh, Nino Brown with the gun, the G Money shit, and said, yo, do y'all think he gonna go get it done? Lou went and did what the fuck he had to do. Did you think that second bullet was Lou? (laughs) I I thought Lou went on and said, fuck it, I'm out. Um, Because clearly he's being tortured or tormented and haunted uh, by, yo, shout out to Mrs. Rosser for uh, for bringing this shit up. Um, Scrap didn't deserve all this shit, right? Y'all killed him for nothing. Detective Howard fought, dog. No, that's one hundred percent on Detective Howard, nigga. Like, but then, cause you, when you think about it, this is his fault. And when she oh. like, nigga, you just trying to clean this up because you the one told us. Well, here's the thing. Both of these murders is on Detective Howard. Cause nigga, you told them Scrap was a snitch when really his mama was snitching so she could keep her fucking underground little number shit going. But then you got Scrap killed. Now she back in there trying to figure out who didn't killed her son. And once she put a name to it, now you know, all right, I'ma tell Rock so she can kill her. And now you done got his mama. If I'm Scrap, I'm haunting everybody. I'm All so- you niggas' dreams is over, nigga. Um, Scrap mama. She a snitch, though. <laughs> I mean, she snitched on the run. She thought she, they thought she was snitching on a drug dealer. She snitching on other shit. Yeah, you're not a you're not you're not a civilian. Yeah, that was that was 100 snitch behavior. Um, because here's the thing: even if your crime is running numbers, you're still a criminal. So you know, not she went in there and was like, "I can't tell you a name. You know what they say about me if they find because you know you shouldn't be in here snitching." So why is your ass down here snitching? You finna get killed. Now, the unfortunate part about Scrap Mama is when Lou shot her in the forehead and she fell back through the table. Um, that was not Scrap Mama. That was the worst uh, body double, stunt double in the history of stunt doubles. You also shot her in front of a plate glass window. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Didn't close the window. Or uh, not or a not a silencer. Not a muzzle. He didn't put a pillowcase. Nigga, Marvin sat in the car and was like. Yep, there you go. Yep, man. there it is. I heard it. I heard meat. Did y'all hear it? I heard it. Also, she took that shit like a chip. She stood right in front of the bullet. Um, probably because she knew when she fell, it wasn't gonna be her no more. That was a completely different person. Um, and the wig was so bad. That's what made me notice it because the wig flopped back, and I was like, "Damn, scrap mama wig wasn't that bad, nigga." And then when I looked, I was like, "Oh, that's a whole different face, man." Uh, yo, man, scrap. I think you Scrap was a loyal soldier, my nigga, and he he is unfortunately he was nah. Was up. Scrap ain't do shit, bro. That's it's really fucked up that Scrap died and didn't do a fucking thing but hold y'all. Scrap lost his eye behind this shit and was still holding down the gang, dog. Um, yo, man, I'm excited. We only have three episodes left of this shit, by the way. Um, but I am excited to see the war. Is that's Bel-Air finna brew. It is, but I don't know when. Uh the next shit up on on the the fifty cent train on stars is BMF, which is unfortunate as fuck. Yo, when did oh when do what about OG power? Well not OG. Well, power. Tariq Power? Yeah. Um that'll be after BMF. So I think BMF drops. Hold on. I just looked this up. That's how I know that that's coming first. BMF stars. Uh, March 1st. So BMF will be out in a month. 
Um, but in that month that we got that little gap, uh, my nigga Vince Staples. Can't wait. Netflix show coming out. Um, we will be reviewing that on this pod, mainly because it's coming right after Kanan goes off. Uh, and we're going to have a gap. I'm going to go see Book of Clearance this week. Oh. Uh, so we can uh, review. We need to put that second. We need to see uh, um, what's the joint with Issa and Jeffrey Wright. Uh, yeah. American Fiction. Nine people since last week when we left this pod, have told me exact words, that's probably the best movie I've seen in a long time. Damn, I don't want to hear that. I didn't want to hear it until this happened. My mama texted me and said, <laughs> I love that fucking movie. My mom don't yeah. like shit. Lady at work told me it was good too. Like, I trust my mom. Because she don't like nothing. So when my mama like it, it has to be worth something. Um, You know who I no longer trust? And it's yes. fucked up. Because this my man. This my man, dog. It's really fucked up that I have to uh, Nino Brown and G-Money, my brother, like this. But I don't trust Sean no more. Yeah, Sean's crazy. Because Sean watched a movie on Tubi called Killer Zaddy nah. with a Z. Nah. And was mad because it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> he said he got recommended or referred to the movie by another pod. I'm not going to put them out there because Sean ain't fucking with their referrals right now. Um, but he said they were swearing it was so bad it was good. And then he watched it and it was just bad. And I said, you watched a movie called Killer Zaddy. Why are you watching And it? thought it was going to be good. You, you, you wanted to see if he was a zaddy in there? Did you want to <laughs> see if the killer was really a zaddy? Like, it's crazy. Nah. So, Sean, you are now... Uh, but he also said American Fiction was fire, so I'm going to have to 50-50, my dog. He also said that um, Leave the World Behind was horrible. Yeah, which I definitely didn't agree with him on that. I thought Leave the World Behind was actually fire. Leave the World Behind got better when I watched it a second time. Uh, but that said... He's very suggestible, apparently. <laughs> I mean, if he'll watch Killer that <laughs> he'll watch anything. Go watch the Book of Clearance, then. Yo. Because, um, like... Do you think been, it's possible that by next week we can have both seen Book of Clarence and American Fiction? I mean, it's possible. It's possible. Because I feel like if I go see both of them this week, we could really get some pod shit off next week. I feel like the people who have told me that the Book of Clarence was good never will say anything bad about a black movie. Mm. Uh, that doesn't mean it's not good, though. Yeah, I just haven't seen it. Yeah, um... So I asked, it's funny, when my mom told me they went to go see American Fiction, I was like, did y'all go see Book of Clearance? And then my pops was like, what's Book of Clearance? And my mom was like, <laughs> she was like, some idol shit. <laughs> and I was like, they're not going to see Book of like, Clearance. <laughs> I'll be honest, though. Oh, shit. How y'all? I haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah. I'm going to see the movie. Yeah. Did y'all do some market research before y'all did it? Or, like, why'd y'all think y'all could get it off? Because yeah. apparently, niggas not fucking with it. Yeah, With all those good actors in it, with Jay-Z behind it, I don't know if they want to see a biblical period piece, by the way. Uh, here's like, the thing. I'm going in to see this shit. Something didn't connect with the audience. Off top, I don't think with all those great ass fucking act like it got some dogs in there. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was marketed at the 
a $90 million budget level. Like, because the 90 mil was off production. That was 90 mil plus whatever they spent on marketing. I don't think y'all did enough marketing of this movie. Have you listened to that nine minute Jay-Z song? No. I have never. No. I've, when I don't even want to listen to the song. Here's the thing. You probably thought that was going, yo, this is going to bubble. Because this is because it got uh uh D'Angelo. Yeah. D'Angelo yeah. and, and Jay-Z. Yeah. I saw that it was nine minutes. Matter of fact, somebody told me it was nine minutes, never hit play. So James Samuels, who directed this, also directed our shit, The Heart of They Fall. Yeah. When The Heart of They Fall came out, I immediately listened to that soundtrack. Yeah. I, I went right through it. That music was great, by the I way. I immediately wanted to watch I'm attracted to this I was attracted to the film because of it was James Samuels. Yeah. And then all the people who were in it. But then I watched the trailer and like, it just don't look, I'm not sold on the trailer. Yeah. And when I say I'm not sold on the trailer, like I have no idea what this movie is about. Yeah. I just, this is one of them where I just want to see the movie. Yeah. I don't, the trailer didn't do much for me either, but I also feel like y'all grabbed all the most like, um, also sarcastic, controversial jokes y'all could for the trailer. And I was like, eh, y'all kind of grab like shit that I think is like two on the nose and probably a little corny. Yeah. I don't like this though. Uh, Damn. It's kind of tough when we do a a podcast called This Week in Culture and we only review black movies and TV shows. But like, fam, just because it's black, that don't mean I like it. Oh, well, that's a fact. And like, I don't have to go see it because it's black. Yeah. Like, I don't have to watch it. One thing about This Week in Culture, no matter whether we was reviewing a movie or a TV show, yes, me and Jay will find some time to talk about shit. It's shit that we see is moving the needle in the culture, right? Um, three million say it three million say y'all ain't go see Book of Clearance like that. Now, I want to go see it because I'm interested in the movie and I just want to see like, because I've heard a lot of people say, yo, it is really good and it got a lot of bad... Uh, a lot of slack, like people who were saying it wasn't like that great. Like it, it was kind of unfair because it was actually really good. I want to see if y'all niggas is lying. But like, I already know that y'all ain't seen it. Also that. Cause ain't nobody see it. Or maybe the six of y'all who told me it was good was the only six that went to see it. I don't know. Maybe the six of y'all spent 3.1 million, uh, 3. million on it. Uh, but I do want to see that. I do want to see American fiction. That is one that I've heard nothing but great shit about. Like not in like a way that worries me. Like, oh, it ain't going to be as good as advertised. Like, I actually feel like that might actually be really good, man. And it got Jeffrey Wright and Issa Rae in it and Tracy Ellis Ross. What do you think that... All right, we got to wrap this up because I think only... Uh, oh, yeah, we got... Shit, we probably down a minutes on that motherfucker. Got 13 minutes. Oh, it's lit. Get 10 more pods off. What do you think is the right formula to get people to watch these movies? Because... um. It's snowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's snowing right now. It's going to snow until 7 o'clock in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning. Factuals. Like, to get, somebody to, come, to, to get somebody to come out of the house yeah. to go into a movie theater to purchase a ticket and watch the movie, what is that? Like, how do you do that with all these movies? Or is the, is the, the happy median somewhere is we spend advertising budget to advertise the pay-per-view and then you put the pay-per-view at like the cost of an actual movie ticket yeah. versus it being $30, $20. Cause uh, even though a movie ticket from two people is less than $20 or 
ordering a movie for twenty dollars feels like I just bought a DVD. And more than twenty, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, um, e- even at twenty dollars, like if I to watch the movie one no, time. No, I, I. You said a movie ticket for two people is less than twenty dollars. Oh, you, more. Yes, yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I one hundred percent think that making the it, average price point for every movie nineteen ninety nine to rent at the crib was insane. And ten, I think ten dollars is enough, right? I one to rent these should be nine ninety nine. Yeah. Boom. Done. If you make every movie soon as it hits theaters, now going back to the Scarlett Johansson argument, she had it in her contract with uh Disney, my movie will be in theaters only for this amount of time. Yeah, but like So that's where not, it get funky. Well, this is not on a streaming site. No, this is literally a rent this. Yeah. And well, it's like we only rent this movie yeah. is gonna play this weekend, this weekend only. Yeah. Rent this shit Cause that was the funky part With her shit It didn't go to Hey everybody can rent it It was available On the Disney Plus app yeah. And it was like Oh now I'm not making any money Cause it's only subscribers At that point Um I think when movies hit theaters Especially when you talk about American fiction Uh For instance This isn't limited theaters This ain't a big wide release It's an independent film In limited theaters Nigga, I want to watch that from the comfort of the crib. Yeah, some of this shit. I And I feel like that's a movie, based on what I've read about the movie, uh, just synopsis and shit, I feel like that's a movie I want to see at home, pause, discuss, talk about. Like, I want to work on that movie at the crib. I don't want to go see that in the theater one time, and then it's not available for the, another six months. Do you do it like... Where like you 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 rent it and it only plays the one time like like you at the movies. Well, what they do with that rent shit is you got twenty four hours from the minute you press play. But what I'm saying is like, how do you do it differently? Because like people yeah. don't want that shit to be pirated and all this yeah. other shit. But like, yeah. how do you create a sense of urgency to watch it? I think that unfortunately these um production companies are going to have to step into the times and the time we've mentioned it a billion times i'm gonna say it till the end of time 2020 changed the viewing experience for moviegoers whether y'all want to admit it or not but it didn't change things are comfortable at home we used to bear the winter and all the weather because we ain't had no choice yeah what no video on demand for a brand new movie for sure but with so many different things to watch and to take your attention away the cost of making the movie hasn't gone down, but Mm-mm. the money that we make from the movie has gone down. So where is the happy median? You got to make this shit available for video on demand, and it got to be available the minute it hit theaters. It's no reason. American Fiction has been out now for about a month, and maybe three weeks, because it came out top of January, I think. Um, it's no reason that three weeks in, that an independent movie that's not playing at every fucking theater in the city is not available for me to rent. Because I promise I got nine ninety nine for this. I'm not paying I have 20. it. I, I'm never paying 20 for some shit that I know is going to be streamable when I, in a when, minute. When I buy a movie from iTunes or some shit, it be $20. That'd be $20. When I go buy a DVD, it be $20. So I'm not going to hey. rent it for 20 Even uh, I know it's only extra 10 bucks. Yeah. And I know when I go to the movies, uh, my ticket is X amount of dollars plus the popcorn plus the yeah. this and that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I understand this, but it's the difference between... Yo, this is $10 with free shipping, or yeah. this is $5 with $5 shipping. Come on. Give me the free shipping. Give me the free time. shipping, dog. Like, just, I, I think that these movies need to be available at minimum within two weeks of the theatrical release to rent. 
just no, just just rent it straight to DVD or wherever, straight to stream, straight to whatever. If it's an independent Look, joint, like I ain't mad at getting them in the theater for a couple weeks because some of these bitches might not come out and bomb like Book of Clearance did. Some of these motherfuckers come out and get some money in the theaters. So like I ain't this. mad at giving you two weeks. If Book of Clearance was released on Netflix, everybody would have watched it. Oh, one thousand percent. But you know what else Book of Clearance did? Just completely run. They missed a mark. Fam, you don't release that on fucking Super Wild Card Weekend, where the most watched sport in the Americas is fucking having a game or two games every night that whole weekend. Bro, are y'all crazy? Niggas aren't leaving the crib to go nowhere but a sports bar. Nigga, over 52 million people watched the Cat, inter- the Cat Williams interview. Yeah, you want to know why? Because that bitch was I ain't have to move. It was on my phone. It was on my TV. As soon as I hit YouTube on a remote. More people watched that interview than watched your movie. Yeah. And all them actors. Was in. But that's the thing that people have to accept. You people want convenience. Everybody. You're competing with everybody, but the thing everybody else is doing, they're putting their shit in our phones. You know what are you competing with? You competing with a four-year-old who is opening toys on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Opening weekend of your movie. Yeah. But you're competing with motherfuckers who are smart enough to accept that you could put it in theaters, but you have to put it in my phone. You Apple, have to. Apple, when it released the iPod, changed music. Mm-hmm. Well, let me rephrase that. When they released iTunes, iTunes. yeah, they changed music. Because they put it in your phone. Everybody was downloading in illegal music on the internet. Mm-hmm. But once you gave me a song for 99 cents, I said, I can pay for a song. Yeah, And then they changed music further. Them in Spotify, when they said, hey, for a small nominal amount a month, we'll give you access to all the music ever fucking legally released. Yeah. All of it. Now you don't have to download another song. You can, but you don't have to. Like, if I'm NBC, mm-hmm. if I'm ABC, mm-hmm. if I'm whatever, whatever, why wouldn't I just have all my television programming on my website streaming for free all day? Man. Like, well, I don't have to download the app. I don't have to subscribe to my cable subscriber or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, how come ABC ain't just streaming all day free on ABC? Because yeah. it seems like more advertisers would, like, at any point, I can just watch local television on the internet yeah, without paying nobody. And then, like, the ads and the eyes are there. Yep. You know what I noticed um, earlier today, in fact? Or no, I'm sorry, last night. I was watching, getting ready to watch. It might have been one of the football games um, or it might have been a TV show. I can't even remember. All I remember is when I was going to cut it on, it was on CBS. And when I was going to cut it on, I went to the CBS app and it said I could either log into CBS or you can watch from Paramount Plus. Because guess what? CBS owns Paramount Plus. And there's no reason that your fucking Paramount Plus app should not be able to access live TV on CBS. Know who they got that from? Peacock. Because now Peacock does live NBC shit. Y'all have to start integrating these fucking apps. And to the movie points, y'all have to get down with the streamers, bro. Like, you have to, dog. I'm sorry. This shit has to be somewhere. It's Fox Warner, too? Yep. Like, why the fuck Channel 2 or Fox isn't on Max live streaming? Because, like, boom, you would watch the Oscars. Come on. If I didn't have to pay. Come on. 
Like for the local, cha- you should want people. So only a, a television station only makes money based on, from advertising. And I need people to watch the advertising. So why would I put a paywall up and everybody will watch it for free? Here's an example. If almost 2 million people pay $100 to watch the fight between Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao, Mm -hmm. right? How many people would have watched it if it was on free television on CBS? Mm -hmm. 40 million people probably. How many people watch the Super Bowl every year? It's the most watched event of the year, year. right? Every year. If big fights happen on regular television, you can charge Super Bowl pricing for commercials and you would make the the quote-unquote pay-per-view money hand over fist. But you know what it is? Um, What they're missing is they don't understand that people, we're clearly willing to pay for the apps, right? Because most niggas have one or two of these apps, if not all of them, right? But these motherfucking production companies and these studios ain't realizing that in people's minds, it's a mind fuck. Yo, if you you just said it, if they would have put Book of Clarence on Netflix, it would have had, everybody would have watched it, right? Because niggas don't feel like a new movie on Netflix is some shit that they paying for. They feel like it's free. We would have watched it because, oh shit, new hot movie, James Samuel, boom. So like when Dave Chappelle drop a special, if you don't have Netflix, maybe I'll get Netflix this month. Boom. And guess what? In niggas' minds, I'm not paying for that one thing. Or, like, so if you don't have Netflix, that book of Sam- because Clarence comes out. Yeah. You pay the $9.99 ad version for this month. Yeah. And now it feels like for the rest of the month, I'm going to watch all the rest yeah. of this content. Look at all this content. I'm getting, I'm getting this getting. at a deal, a deal, a discount. I don't know. We got to market this shit a little bit differently. Or these movies are going to keep failing and programs are going to keep failing because if it's behind the paywall, people not paying. Here's the thing with James Samuel. Um, you had a huge success with The Heart of Day Fall on Netflix. I don't know why you went away from that. Like, I get wanting your shit in theaters. On paper, that shit look, look like this is going to be a smash hit. It does. But I'm like, that 100% would have fucking killed on Netflix. I might have seen it two times on Netflix by now. I ain't seen it yet in the theaters, bro. I also just don't think that Lakeith is a... a um a captivating leading man. I, I think he is, um, or I think he can be. I'll put that out there. But again, I don't think this film was marketed well. I think whatever marketing dollars they put behind it. Um, only thing I saw about this film was red carpets and a bunch of niggas in suits standing behind Lakeith and Jay-Z. I saw some clips on the Instagram for it. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. Hey, man. Um, yo, great fucking episode. Uh, great episode of Power very excited to see what these last three look like. Um, yo, man, hit us up this week in culture pod at gmail.com. If y'all want to send in a voice note, follow us on across all the socials at this week in culture until next week. I'm Ant. that's J episode three fifty nine. We out. <laughs>